What we've got here is failure to communicate. Thank you for listening. I'm Bob. And I'm Brooks. And we're failing to communicate. This is the new MMA movie TV video game podcast from the makers of the Red Box and the Red Belt Report. Uh, yeah, obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably know who we are from from our old podcast of a week or two ago. Uh, this is our new new uh, format. We're, we're just kicking off here tonight. Episode 1 of Failing to Communicate, but episode 259 of This Universe of Podcasts. We're just going to pick up from the combined episodes of Redbox and Red Belt Reports. Brooks, I'm excited. Very excited. Uh, we've been waiting for this for a while now. Yeah, we've been, we've been kind of gearing up for this for like months now, it feels like, but we're finally here. I still haven't figured out all the the technical stuff of how to rename the podcast or, or anything like that, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's a process, but, uh, In due time. I know, uh, you're a little under the weather for our premiere episode, but I appreciate you hanging in there. Yes. It's wintertime colds, man. A lot Sucks. of fucking crazy shit going around. Yeah. seems like everybody's been sick left and right. Yeah. What you gonna do? We're gonna podcast. All right, so a lot to get to on this episode of Found to Communicate. I'm just gonna say that as many times as possible. <laughs> uh, this is our 2018 preview episode where we're gonna go through the four major categories. I mean, we just for the record, we can also venture off to other things like regular sports, not just MMA, reading materials. You know, we're just talk about whatever the hell we want, but most of those things are going to be in these four categories, MMA, movies, television, and video games, and we're going to go through each of those. First, we're going to talk about MMA with talking about uh, UFC 220 and previewing the card coming up this weekend, but we're going to be doing our top five most anticipated fights in MMA, as well as five predictions for... uh, the coming year in the sport, and we're going to basically do that for every category. Most anticipated movies with five predictions of the movie biz, top five anticipated TV shows for 2018 and predictions, and top five most anticipated video games and predictions, as well as our usual what else we watched, what else we played. Let's get into it. If you watch so much TV, I don't know how you whittle down the five. Yeah, I know. It's tough. It's tough. But someone's got to do it. But before we get into the 27 television shows I put in my top five, (laughs) no, uh, let's talk about UFC 220, which just went off this past weekend. Uh, Probably the biggest, oh, that's ridiculous what I was about to say, the biggest card since UFC 218 two months ago. Um, Yeah. But the biggest card of the year, that's for sure. Uh, The 
One of the most anticipated heavyweight title fights since the original Cain Velasquez versus Junior Dos Santos, if you ask me. Um, yeah. It was a card that had not only Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou, but Daniel Cormier versus Volkan Ozdemir, and not a whole lot else as far as name recognition. But uh, what did you think of the card overall? And then we'll get into the main event. Uh, I, I was definitely excited for I think it's probably one of the best type heavyweight title fights, you know, going into it, thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I was definitely excited for it. I wasn't so excited for Daniel Cormier and Volkan Ozdemir, but um, it didn't, I didn't expect the, the outcome the way that worked out. But yeah, that I feel like these interesting. The two top fights here like worked out the same way where the champs kind of weathered the storm and then took over. Yeah, they proved why they are the champions. Um, yeah, the main event, a lot of people are super disappointed, thought it was a boring fight, and all the hype train was derailed with Francis Ngannou, who's supposed to be the best uh, heavyweight prospect in forever. Uh, I'm not on that train. I actually really enjoyed the fight. Um, actually, I enjoyed the main card overall, even though a couple of them were... Uh, some lesser-known guys. I thought there was some good action other than one fight, which we'll get to. But I, I actually enjoyed the main event, uh, especially the first round or two. I felt like there was a lot of tension in the air of, you know, one punch could end it either way. And then after that, it kind of, you know, became predictable. But that was just because Stipe performed so admirably. Yeah, it was, and it was a lot like Kane Velasquez and Junior Dos Santos the mm -hmm. second time around when Kane just wore out Junior five rounds straight but yeah i totally agree with i mean francis hit Stipe one time when it looked like he broke his overall bone down there <laughs> yeah so that was very impressive that he was able to get through that and i mean the dude's hands were just so heavy I and mean, even in third fourth and fifth round he was still swinging hard if one of those connected it would have been yeah and he was dead like any t it's a heavyweight fight anytime a heavyweight fight goes five rounds it's not going to be pretty it's all about the first round and a half, really, for a, for a heavyweight fight. But uh, to be honest, um, obviously, the, the main thing is Stipe Miocic is now the most winningest heavyweight champion. Like, uh, he's the Demetrius Johnson of the heavyweight division, except with only three title defenses. <laughs> yeah. Breaks the record. But uh, very impressive because everyone in heavyweight hits incredibly hard. And, um, yeah, so first off, hats off. To Stipe, but I also got to say, I might be even higher on Francis Ngannou after this fight than, than uh, well, maybe not higher than when coming in, but I feel like we learned a lot about him, and I don't think a lot was negative. I mean, he withstood five rounds of Stipe, even though Stipe was clearly the more experienced, better fighter at this point in their careers, proved he had a great chin. He took some of Stipe's best shots. He doesn't quit. He could have easily given up, you know, just rolled over. He, uh, yeah. you know, he stuck in there. I honestly think he, he's so young in the sport. He's only been doing this for five years, even though he's 31. He has so much room to grow, and I feel like he has the aptitude to really, I mean, I don't know how much better he can get, but I don't think this is him at his peak. Uh, really, and honestly, even this version of Francis, I feel like it was he had a 40% chance of connecting and winning anyway. He had the worst game plan ever. This was not the Francis Ngannou that knocked out 
Andre Orlovsky and Alistair Overeem. He came out chasing Stipe around, throwing wild haymakers left and right. That is not what got him to this point. I feel like the situation, he kind of, he it got to him. He wanted to go out yeah. and knock Stipe out in 20 seconds. But, I mean, the, the way he beat Alistair Overeem, yeah, he's throwing haymakers, but he was more patient. He was countering. Uh, that was just... He was the aggressor here. This just was a little out of character. I think the moment got to him, and I really think this loss he's going to learn a lot from and be better than ever next time out. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, to an extent, I think it really shows, uh, you know, Francis. He even said himself that he underestimated Stipe, but I think he like you said he winded himself throwing those wild punches. But I also think we see that he's a little bit muscle-bound in a sense. I mean, he's... Sculpted like a Greek god. Don't get me wrong; he's definitely in great shape. I think he's also a little muscle bound, and I think Stipe really kind of played it safe and could have finished that fight. Yeah, uh, you know, hard to blame him. If he, yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't uh, you can't take too many risks against a guy like Francis Ngannou. One punch could change the whole fight in a matter of seconds. So, no doubt about it. But I don't think this is the end of Francis at all. I think we'll definitely. Especially at heavyweight, it's not hard yeah. to back up in the title contention. I mean, he's incredibly young for heavyweight, and he's 31. Like, he could fight at heavyweight into his, like, early 40s, realistically. Yeah. I mean, look at the majority of the people in this division are mid to late 30s. So Yeah, and it's unlike a lot of other heavyweights. We haven't seen him take a bunch of damage, really. Here's an early prediction. It's not a 2018 prediction, but... Francis Ngannou will be a UFC heavyweight champion by the end of 2019. That's fair. That's it. Well, I mean, that's definitely a high possibility. There could be three or four. Heavyweight is different than any other division. There could be three or four different champions by then. Yeah. Um, But let's give Stipe his due, man. The guy is boring and incredibly hard to understand as he is like in his interviews and outside of the cage. I mean, he seems like a good dude. Don't get me wrong. He's just not very interesting from a promotional point other than he's a great fighter and fun to watch. I mean, the guy is arguably one of the best heavyweights of all time, probably the best UFC heavyweight of all time at this point. Uh, His resume speaks for itself. And, um, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of the guy. I would I was happy either way this fight when uh, turned out. Yeah, me too. I was definitely didn't expect it to go five rounds. I don't think anybody did. No. Yeah, I figured two rounds at the most. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I think it only would be interesting going forward to see how the relationship of Stipe and the USC works out and how it affects his fights that he gets and his yeah. promotion and things like that. It's interesting. I mean. On one hand, I get it. Like, yeah, he yanked the belt from Dana White and gave it to his coach to put on him. He's obviously mad about how much money he makes and that he doesn't get a promotional push. I can see it both ways, though, because, to be honest, he signed that contract. Like, he he agreed to what they were paying him two or three fights ago. And, uh, yeah, he probably deserves to make more, but at the same time, then don't sign a contract. You know, it's tough. Like, I get, I can see both angles on it. Yeah, for sure. Especially at I mean, this they got, point, they got to pay him more. The guy just, he's, uh, he's something else. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm sure they don't like that he did derail their hype train. Yeah. Uh, 
So what do you think is next at the top of the heavyweight division? Who's who's the next title challenger? Uh, do you just give Cain Velasquez a title shot after he hasn't fought in two years? Do you give it to Fabricio Verdum? Yeah, that's, it would be tough to give it to Cain because, yeah, he hasn't fought in two years, but also he could fall out in the middle of any camp. Like, there's a 50-50 chance he even makes it to the fight. Yeah. So I think it's tough to give it to somebody like him. It's just heavyweight needs some fresh blood bad, and I think the Francis losing definitely hurts that. But um, I don't know. I really would like to see some progression um, in the division as a whole. I don't have the rankings pulled up right now, but do you know who's like up towards the top? Uh, I'll check it out real quick. Um, I was thinking in a perfect world, You'd have Cain Velasquez come back and fight Fabricio Verdum in that rematch to see who gets the next title shot. Yeah. But but then who fights for the title? Because I think, I mean, Verdum is on a winning streak, but it's been against Marcin Tybura and um, what's-his-face? Uh, that guy that filled in at the last second for uh, Derek Lewis. Yeah, I forget his name myself. Yeah. Apologies for that, but... <laughs> Uh, here's the here's the rankings. You got Francis is still the number one contender. Overeem, who just got obliterated. Verdun, Velasquez, Mark Hunt. I don't know if we need to see Miocic Hunt too. Derek yeah. Lewis coming off an injury and he's booked against Marcin Tybura. Um, Curtis Blades is fighting Mark Hunt next month. Maybe... He gets a title shot with the win. Okay, I think I got it. I got the solution. Okay. Alexander Volkov, next title shot. Wow. On the same card as Cain Velasquez <coughs> versus Fabricio Verdum. Uh, I'm saying Volkov because since he came over to the UFC, he's 3-0 and with wins over Timothy Johnson, Roy Nelson, and Stefan Struve. So, yeah. I mean, there's at yeah, least a, there's some momentum there. Yeah, not a and whole lot of promotional power. <laughs> no, for sure not. But that's why I say put it on the same card as Kane versus Fabricio. Because then if any injuries or, or anything crazy happens, you know, you can kind of match them up however you want. Yeah, I would like to see Kane fight for the title. But like I said, he's uh, so injury prone these days that it would be tough for them to make that fight. But yeah. like you said, if they, they put like another high class heavyweight fight in there for uh late minute, late fill-ins, it would make sense, I guess. Yeah. But my, I, me personally, I would like to see Kane fight for it. If you're not going to give Kane a title shot, and I really don't think they should immediately, you only have two or three options. It's Verdum, Volkov, or the winner of Hunt and Blades next month. So yeah. it's tough. It's tough. That's why we wanted to see Ngannou win, right? Because then it would have opened yeah. up a whole bunch of fresh Shake shit up. But um, what about for Ngannou? Coming off a loss, what do you do with him? Do you you want to get him back out there as soon as possible so he can get back to work? Do you want to give him a chance to kind of work on some stuff? Who do you match him up yeah. with? I think you just kind of like wait for some of these fights that you said have been uh, scheduled to pan out and then maybe give him the winner or loser of one of those fights depending on yeah. Like a Mark Hunt and Ghana. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> that, oh, my God. You know, there's a couple that I would love to see. First of all, 
win or lose against Marcin Tybura, I want to see Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis at some point in my oh, life. That would I mean, be insane. <laughs> they're both going to stand and bang. I don't know. Yeah. And same with Mark Hunt, like you said. Maybe Curtis Blades beats Mark Hunt. Then you get Mark Hunt versus Ngannou, and then Blades kind of can fight Volkov or, or get, a, you know, something yeah. like that. I got a, another early prediction for you. Francis and Khan, you kill somebody in the ring by the end of 2019. <laughs> uh, if it didn't happen to Overeem, I don't know if it's happening. But, uh, it's not that outlandish. Yeah, uh, really, all right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, scary power indeed. Let's move on to the co-main event. Um, this one went a little more uh, predictably, um, but still, it was a, I thought it was a really great fight. At least that first round was really fantastic, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, Daniel, I thought it was really impressive. Yeah. Daniel Cormier defeats Alex, uh, Alexander uh, Volkanos Demir by second round TKO. But that first round, I mean, <laughs> this is the Cormier style: just take a beating in the first round, weather the storm, and then when that person tires out or you figure out what they got to give you, then he just takes over the fight. And uh, yeah, Volkan was right in his face, was landing some nice shots. I really liked what I saw from. Vulcan Olsdemir, he kind of got rushed to this position, uh, you know, given he wasn't even in the UFC until last year, went 3-0, and uh, yeah, he, I think he's for real, even though he lost here, I think he'll be a mainstay in the top 5-10 for quite a while. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought it was pretty impressive with Daniel Cormier's part to take some of his punches. I mean, Volkan came out strong, he was putting a lot of pressure on him and throwing some heavy punches. And uh, Corbin got called a couple times, but uh, made his way through it and found found the takedown on Volkan. And um, it's I would it'd be easy to say that Volkan really needs to work on his ground game because he just got decimated on the ground. But it's Daniel Cormier; he's probably exactly top three best wrestlers of all time. Also, UFC. his takedown defense was actually pretty solid when he was fresh in the beginning. Yeah, you know he stuffed a couple takedowns. I feel like so. But, I mean, he was, had nothing to offer up on the ground, especially no, yeah, yeah. the second round. Yeah. He gets stuck in a crucifix like that. It wasn't even like a full crucifix. Unquestionably, yeah. I mean, the I guy, know. he was tired already because he was, he was really trying to finish it early. You could tell. I mean, and I think that was the right tactic because you're not going to win a five-round war against a guy like Daniel Cormier in that situation. So, uh, yeah. yeah, good on Vulcan. But this is, I mean, Cormier is freaking great, man. He's <laughs> Yeah. He's, he's awesome. He's one of the best of all time, in all honesty. He's only ever lost to one guy, and that guy is on steroids <laughs> all the time, apparently. So. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to talk more about it, but I mean, it just was, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot much more to say other than I wish here's could it be the answer to all our problems is if Daniel Cormier went up and fought uh, Steve Amirchik, but he really has closed that door pretty pretty hard when he's he says he's leaving uh heavyweight to Kane he has no interest uh, he's going to retire within a year or so so i think he plans on just staying at light heavyweight getting as many title defenses as he can yeah i mean i think it's just pretty much going to fight Gustafson again yeah you got to do um, the Gustafson rematch next yeah and he's hopefully that'll be a great fight i'm sure it will be and i think first you know, one was, is going to ride off in the sunset yeah, I think the perfect plan for him would be a Gustafson rematch in the summer. Then maybe a maybe I've heard rumors that John Jones is going to be eligible, only get a year, 
suspension and be yeah. eligible in the summer. But I don't think they're going to give him immediate title shot again. Uh, I think maybe they'll they'll give him a tune up, quote unquote, tune up fight that he can at least prove that he can freaking pass a drug test. So <laughs> all right, say um, perfect scenario, Cormier. He uh, beats Gustafson in a great fight rematch in the summer. Then say Jimmy Manoa and Glover Teixeira somehow get in a contenders fight, and he fights the winner of that in the fall. And then he fights John Jones for a third time early. In 2019, and then retires, win or lose. I don't see them fighting again. I, I think there's it. no chance they don't fight again. Yeah. yeah, I could see. I mean, I see where that comes from, but I don't think. I'm just saying. <laughs> per, I'm not saying. I mean, that's just like a perfect case scenario, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but if there was, if there wasn't multiple drug test failures in their fights. I would say it's a possibility, but yeah, USC 200 and then the USC, whatever the, that was. So, I'm telling you, you know, <laughs> John Jones is not going away. He could fail three more drug tests. And every time he's, <laughs> every time he's eligible to come back, they're going to take him back with open arms. Because oh, yeah. every time he fails a test, <laughs> he actually gets more heat. So, yeah, it's crazy, but, you know. They're, yeah, they're I don't starved. Even, don't even know what to say about them. Starved for star power, you know. Yeah. Well, they definitely are right now. But uh, how about uh, Vulcan? Just goes back in line, maybe fights yeah. uh, Glover to share or someone like that to try to get right back into it. Yeah, Glover is coming off a win, right? Yeah, I don't. At the, at the tip top, I don't really think it matters about wins and losses coming off of as much. But yeah, I guess you could do something else like. Uh, Give him the loser of OSP and Alir Latifi or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like a toss-up depending on how what injuries happen, how fights turn out. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely going to need a couple more, at least three fights to get back up to title contention. So. Yeah. I'm just, uh, do you have anything to say about the rest of the pay-per-view main card or can I just rush through some opinions here? Uh, yeah, I was, like, watching the Bellator card at the same time, so I didn't catch much of it. I caught right. a little bit of the John Vellante fight, but it wasn't oh, anything special. Poor you. Um, <laughs> Calvin Guitar defeated Shane Burgers by TKO Punches in round three. Both of these, this is feather, Featherweight is loaded, dude. Featherweight, yeah. Bantamweight, like, 185 to 135 right now is just deep, stacked deep. Um, both of these guys are legit prospects. I was very impressed by both guys. I think Qatar just proved to have the crisper striking at this point in his career. He's a little more experienced. Uh, the finish was beautiful. He hit him with like three, uh, a straight right, then back-to-back uppercuts. And Man, I, I really think both of these guys will be top 10, 15-ish guys for uh, going forward at some point in the future. And uh, yeah. was very impressed. So interested to see where both of these guys go from here. Uh, John Volante defeat France Barroso by split decision. One of the worst co- uh, judges' scorecards ever, yeah. in my opinion. I don't understand how that even happens. It was as clear as day. It was a clean sweep for Volante. Um, but some judge gave Barroso two rounds. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he literally was just backing into the fence and eating uh, overhand rights over and over again. Uh, yeah, my only plea is stop putting John Volante on main cards. 
<laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? It's not like, I mean, he's not like uh, the most boring guy in the world, but he does one thing. He walks forward, he throws over hand rights, rinse and repeat <laughs> over and over again. There's no dynamicism. That, is that a word? <laughs> I'll just say, I don't think it is. Uh, there's, he has no... God damn it. <laughs> He's not dynamic. He is not dynamic. Um, I don't know. He's just... It's, he's one of the most like least interesting fighters in the UFC for me. Yeah. Chris um, Weidman was his head coach for the first time in this fight. Yeah, it was cool to see him in there. But uh, yeah. uh, The first fight of the night, Rob Font defeated Thomas Almeida by TKO strikes in the second round. This was a good fight as well. I really enjoyed this. Both guys yes, are good. Really good win. It was... Um, I think Almeida is a bust. And I, I know, wow, that's real hot take when he's on a th- <laughs> uh, three-fight losing streak but and against good competition. It's not that. I think he's still great offensively. He's he's really good striker. He's got a lot of stuff going on in his game. I don't think he's going to wash out of the UFC or anything. I just don't think he'll ever be a title contender because yeah. – it's not just that his defense is terrible, which it is. He gets hit way too much. It's that his chin is not good. Like, he's he's very chinny, and his defense isn't great. So unless he drastically improves his striking defense, this is just going to happen too many times for him to ever really get into title contention. Yeah. But uh, like you said, it was a big win for Ralph Font, and he was impressive. He, he pretty much... Dominated the fight. I mean, Almeida had some success here and there, but Font pretty much did what he wanted. And he's kind of had some ups and downs in his career, but he's still young. And uh, the only guys he's lost to are like John Lineker and like some of the best of the best. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think he'll he's he's got some room to grow, can still improve. So interested to see what he does as well. Definitely. All right, let's switch gears to Bellator one ninety two. The freak show that happened on the, the same night as UFC 220. The main event, for some reason, was Chael Sonnen defeating Quentin Rampage Jackson by unanimous decision in the first heavyweight Grand Prix opening round fight. This headlined over Roy McDonald versus Douglas Lima. It's crazy. Give us your thoughts. Uh, well, what a boring fight. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was. I would like to know if uh, Chael and Rampage actually are going to. Or if Rampage is actually going to pay, uh, pay Chael Sonnen $10,000 for every time he got taken down. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rampage tried for about a minute and a half. Had a, yep. had a nice slam. Then was like, shoot, I'm fat now. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting paid either way. Screw it. Uh, it was pretty much standard. It was exactly what I expected it to be, yep. to be honest. I mean, it was... We've got a... Like hands. <laughs> yeah. We've got our early nominee potential for worst fight of the year at the end of the year award show. And worst tournament of all time. I still have some interest in, a, like, a, as a curioso, but... Yeah. I mean, maybe some of the fights will end up being good, but a heavyweight tournament when half the people aren't even heavyweights. Yeah, that's the stupid part. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, but let's get to the actual great greatness. Uh, Roy McDonald defeated Douglas Lima by unanimous decision. 
to win the Bellator Welterweight Championship. Um, this was a pretty good fight. I didn't think it was am- excuse me, amazing or anything. But um, Roy McDonald was impressive. He weathered a storm in the fourth round. His freaking shin was nasty. Oh, my God. So uh, gross. His nose was bleeding all over the place. Douglas Lima is a really good fighter. And yeah. I mean, I'm almost more impressed by Douglas Lima because I know what Roy McDonald's capable of, and I really think he could have performed better. But Douglas Lima, guy's legit. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, like you said, uh, Rory's shin was absolutely disgusting. It looked like he had, like, two softballs coming out of his shins. Yeah. But I will say, I don't think Rory McDonald is going to be able to keep fighting in fights like that. No. His nose nose was already fucked up before this fight. Yeah, but he said it didn't break, so that's good. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, um, it's... Roy McDonald is, like, <laughs> one of my least favorite fighters who I respect tremendously, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, he's obviously great. He's beaten Tyrone Woodley. He has a case as the best welterweight in the world right now. But he's kind of boring. Like, he's too – I wish he would be more aggressive. Like, yeah. he's got that same GSP mentality of just – All finest people. Whatever it takes to win, you know. Yeah. And that's commendable. This is a sport, and you got to do what you got to do. But just as a spectator, he's he's capable of so much more, in my opinion. Like, look at the Carlos Condit fight, the Robbie Lawler fight. When he has that kind of fight, it's amazing to watch. But then he'll also do... I mean, it's impressive what he did to Tyron Woodley. It's impressive what he did to Damian Maya. You know, but it's just not exactly fan-friendly. Yeah, definitely not. He's never been a very exciting fighter. Yeah. I mean, he does get into, like, wars, and that ends up being exciting, but it's not really uh, because of him that it was exciting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd like to see him fight Gegard Musasi at one point. He says he wants to go up to try to get two belts in Bellator, so that would be cool. I, I think Musasi would murder him. I tend to agree, actually, but uh, still yeah. it would be awesome. They're kind of similar in that the patient... I think Musasi's a lot bigger than him. Oh, yeah, because he's fought at light heavyweight before. Yeah. But Rory was talking about going into the heavyweight tournament. So what are you going to do? Was he really? I don't. I mean, I'm sure it was a gimmick, but yeah, God, that would be fucking hilarious. That would be Rory McDonald versus Bedor, but incredible. Um, uh, Michael Chandler defeated Goidi Yamauchi by unanimous decision. Um, fairly boring, but Chandler did what he had to do. Wrestled him, yes. nullified Yamauchi's offense. Yamauchi, I think, is a Decent fighter, decent prospect, but just out of his league here. Uh, Chandler gets back in the win column after that weird loss to Brent Primus. So, Will we ever actually see the end of this heavyweight tournament? <laughs> yeah, we will. I don't know. I feel like it's definitely going to fall through and they're just going to scrap it. When Czech Congo fights uh, Javi Ayala <laughs> in, the, in the championship. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, impressive, knock, impressive knockout by Aaron Pico. Uh, liver punch. Yeah. Big prospect. I mean, he's going to be fighting cans for a while, as he should. I mean, he's literally, this is his third professional fight. He's got a lot of talent. Yeah. Just, you know, he's got to get those reps in. He's got to get those fights. Be a couple years yeah. before he's in, like, uh, any meaningful fights. But still, like watching these people develop. 
talk about the ultimate hype machine getting derailed his first fight. Yeah, it's true, but maybe uh, maybe <laughs> that actually did him some good because yeah, he could have. He's looked great in his uh, two fights since then. Yeah, which I didn't even realize it was this. Uh, he was coming off a win. I thought that was his loss. Was his last fight? I didn't realize it till after the the fight was over. Yeah, he had a sweet uh, left hook knockout uh, a couple months ago, and now this yeah, it's brutal. Punch, so. Yeah. Uh, real quick, let's move on to review UFC Fight Night 124 in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Jeremy Stevens knocked out Duho Choi in the second round in the main event. Um, pretty, pretty impressive. Um, he fucking rocked Duho Choi. He did. He did. Uh, this was a good fight, as short as it was. I mean, Choi, I'm a big fan of him just because he's, he's always in a barn burner. Uh, yeah. But he's taken a big step up in competition his last two fights. Lost a close decision to Cub Swanson and now gets knocked out by Stevens. But he won that first round. I mean, he was kind of putting it to Stevens in the first round. But then Stevens came out and just uh, was really aggressive and impressive uh, in the second round. Uh, Yeah. Choi, he just didn't have the head movement or maybe the footwork just to, to get out of the way. Like... In the first round, he would move his head back and narrowly avoid getting rocked. And I guess Stevens made the adjustment and was getting a, just close enough where he was rocking him. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, it's definitely a disappointing loss to Deho Choi, and I think it's uh, like the loss does hurts Deho uh, Choi way more than this win helps Jeremy Stevens. I just don't see Stevens going very far, by the way. No, he's but, a solid fighter, but like it's stacked. Yeah, but it's he's in a tough spot here. He's a veteran. He's he's lost to like the top of the lightweight and featherweight divisions. Like he's just gotta try to pull Darren Elkins and go on like a long winning streak to kind of be like in a position where there's no other option. You know? Yeah. I mean, how many fights did uh, Holloway win before he got his Yeah, shot? yeah, like nine. Yeah, but, uh, it was a big win though. I mean, back to back, he beat Gilbert Melendez and now Duhu Choi, and he's already been rebooked to main event UFC on Fox 28 next month against uh, Josh Emmett, who beat Ricardo Lamas. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's a good fight. I think it's insane that it's a headliner, but yeah, yeah it's a good fight there. You know, two guys coming Definitely. off big wins. So just shows you what the UFC's working with right now. Yeah, it's cupboards bare next couple months, but I, I feel pretty good about this year actually in the, in the long run. Yeah, like at least some of the a lot of these pay per view main events are going to be legit, like exciting fights. Yeah, I, I don't know what card it is, but the, uh, Holloway Edger and Rose and Joanna are on that card, right? No, uh, Holloway Edgar's two twenty two. Uh, Khabib versus Tony Ferguson is the same card as Rose Joanna rematch 223. Uh, That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Definitely. Uh, All right, so Jessica Rose Clark defeated Paige Van Zandt in her UFC women's flyweight debut. Uh, Van Zandt broke her arm, yada, yada, yada. Nasty. Like, makes me cringe. (laughs) Paige Van Zandt is not good. It's just (laughs) as simple as that. Actually, Jessica Rose Clark, I'm impressed with. I like her. Uh, she got How many times did Paige throw that jumping Seriously, switch Seriously, she knocked someone out with it a year or two ago. And it was like, 
through it like seven times. I was like, are you kidding me? Seriously, in the first two minutes, nonstop. And then would just get jabbed on it every time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it made no sense. Uh, it's, they'll keep running her out there because she's, I mean, I'll give her, she's tough. Okay, that's yeah, about it. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know. I just, I don't think, she's too small for 125. She's, she seems nice-ish, but she's all hype. I actually think yep. Sage Northcutt is, like, better compared to the hype than she is because he actually seems to be improving yeah she's not, she's not an alpha male anymore either I don't think. no she's gone off on her own and yeah I don't know I don't think she'll here's a, a prediction she will not be in the UFC uh, by the end of 2019 where's she gonna go just not fight uh, I don't think because she, she'll have, have other avenues to do you know yeah. other things playboy I doubt that, but I don't know. <laughs> we don't have dudes anymore, so it'd be useless. They brought it back. I don't don't ask oh, me did? how I know that, but <laughs> Kamaru Usman defeated Emil Mech. Unanimous decision. Dominant performance. Uh just wrestled him, you know. Yep. Ate some elbows, but did what he had to do. I don't know. Not much to say. I think Usman is a top ten fighter for sure in welterweight. Yeah, definitely derails a meal meek. Yeah, he'll be all right. He'll bounce back. I mean, he ran into a buzzsaw here. No one wanted to fight Usman, and you see why, because it's not going to be exciting, and you're going to have a hell of a time. He's yeah. kind of like Khabib a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just like that. <laughs> yeah, and Dana White hates him, so I don't know. Dana White hates Usman? Yeah, he said it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. He said he's only fighting at 30%. Yeah. Which he said that because he was injured, not because he was only giving that much effort, but whatever. Um, Darren Elkins defeated Michael Johnson in his featherweight debut by a rear naked choke in the second round. Typical Michael Johnson performance where comes out like gangbusters, looking like a million bucks, peppering him, beating him up. Then uh, as soon as he faces any kind of adversity whatsoever, <laughs> he uh, he wilts, melts down, and loses. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty much typical Michael Johnson. Yep, <laughs> that's what happens in seventy. But then sometimes he'll come out and look like a million bucks the whole time. Knock out Dustin Poirier, knock out Joe Lozon, or you know, yeah. very frustrating fighter. All the talent, <laughs> all the talent in the world, but just can't mentally, just not there. Yeah, would beat my ass though that's for sure <laughs> uh, alright real quick let's preview UFC on Fox 27 Jacare versus Derek Brunson the rematch um, I don't know this I'm telling you right now this is by far the weakest Fox card they've put on yeah out of 27 of them yeah this is a sign of things this is something that's going on here because this Fox card and the next Fox card. Like, Jacare versus Brunson is a... It's a pretty good fight, but it's a rematch. It's not, yeah. like... What happened the first time around? I don't even remember. Uh, Jacare knocked him out in 40 seconds. Oh, nice. In strike force. I mean, it was a while ago, so... Yeah. I definitely think they're both different fighters than they were back then. But yeah. uh, that's a solid fight, but I don't even think that should be a main event of a Fox card. The, re the rest of this card, look, 
This, it's garbage. This is the main card on Big Fox. Dennis Bermudez versus Andre Feely. Not a <laughs> not a terrible fight, but that's a prelim, you know. Yeah. Gregor Gillespie versus Jordan Rinaldi. Gregor Gillespie is a is a legit prospect. Again, that's a prelim. Frank Camacho versus Drew Dober. That's a freaking fight pass prelim. Like, right. what the hell is going on? And then, like we said, the UFC on Fox 28 card next month, the headliner is Jeremy Stevens versus Josh Emmett. Uh, the co-main is Alir Latifi versus Ovin St. Pru. Like, what the hell are they doing? They do have uh, Tisha Torres versus Jessica Andrade. That's a great fight. Mike Perry's on there, but against Max Griffin. Like, that's a little bit better, but I think Fox is losing the UFC, if uh, if this is any sign. For sure. It's I mean, like they think they'd be wanting to stack these cards, because I don't know if they have the deal negotiated yet, but they're negotiating their next TV deal, and they're putting on the shittiest TV cards they've ever put on. Yeah, this to me... I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just like the state of things where they just don't have much to give at this point because they yeah. loaded up the end of last year so much. But to me, as if a conspiracy or a prediction to be on theme, this to me tells me they know they're not going to re-sign with Fox and they're just kind of you know, finishing out the contract, not going to give them any of their great fights which they can put on a pay-per-view or something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe they, uh, I don't know, butt it heads during negotiations and this is their fuck you to them or something. I don't yeah, know. I don't know, man. But uh, just the only one I even want to talk about here is Jacare Brunson. How do you see it going? Uh, I see Jacare submitting him in the first round. I agree. Uh, I think Brunson, he's good, man. Uh, looking at his record, his only losses are against like cream of the crop. And, uh, Technically, he beat Anderson Silva. Yeah, really. that's a bad decision loss there. Yeah. But he and he didn't fight like himself. He was way too passive. Like he overcorrected. Like in the previous fight, he was way too aggressive, and then in that fight, he was way too passive. So, and he found a nice happy medium against uh, your boy Leota Machida. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think it'll be a good fight. I just see. Uh, I see Jacare finding a way to get the fight to the ground, and then, you know, anytime he gets the fight to the ground, it's pretty much over. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see it really going much of it any other way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So let's get to the meat of the theme. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, the meat and potatoes of the, the, uh, the, the theme of the episode here. Let's get to our top five most anticipated fights in 2018. I mean... Obviously, this we don't know every fight that's going to happen in 2018, but we did this last year, and it was basically like feasible fights that you could easily see happening this year. You get it. You get it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Do you think 2018 is going to be a, a good year, better than last year? I think probably the second half is going to be better. Um, the forecast. I mean, there's some good fights we've already talked about lined up uh, for the first half, but I think the second half is really, it's going to be like the tail of two halves. Yeah, could be. I definitely think the second half will be stronger. They just seem to do that now, where they kind of set it up, where they can load up certain events. Yeah. At least at the July 4th card, it's big. Usually a big one between that and December. 
the Madison. It's always the Madison Square Garden in like November, and then the yeah. year end they always like to do that. So, and it makes yeah. sense because if they empty out their like biggest stuff in the last couple months of the year, that means the beginning of the next year is probably going to be late. Yeah, and that's just the way I think kind of like the TV season works. Like, yeah. you got a lot of sports playoffs that are going on this half of the year. Um, yeah, so. I don't have that big of a problem with it. But the the thing that I like, at least, um, if we do think the second half is going to be way stronger, I think that's when you're going to see Conor McGregor return. Maybe yeah. that could be when GSP comes back again. John Jones, if his suspension really is only going to be a year, Brock Lesnar, like those big guns. It all, it all seems like all those potential big guns would be in the second half of the year. But the thing I, I'm liking that they're doing, like this time last year, at the beginning of last year, I mean, the main events were, uh, they canceled their January pay-per-view last year. It was uh, yeah. Holly, Holly Holm versus Jermaine Durandamy was the main event. Uh, oh. Thompson Woodley, too, was the main event. I mean, that one, in all... Like, uh, to be fair, that was, I was looking forward to that fight at the time before it actually yeah, it happened. Yeah, just turned out to be a shitty one. <laughs> but the cool thing about this year is Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou was the main event in January. In February, it was supposed to be Robert Whitaker versus Luke Rockhold, an amazing fight. And even though Whitaker's out with the insane staph infection injury thing, uh, you're still getting Luke Rockhold versus Yoel Romero. Like, that's yeah. an awesome fight. And then you got Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar. And then you got Khabib versus uh, Tony Ferguson and the Rosie on her rematch in the one after that. So even if the cards overall are a little bit weaker, like we've noted some of these co-main events, um, like Curtis Blades versus Mark Hunt and Stefan Struve versus Andrei Arlovsky are some co-main events, and that's that's pretty weak. But at least... It's not an entire card of of nothing. Like the GDR Holly Holm card last year. At least they're giving yeah. us a, a main event to look forward to. Yeah, there's a lot of visions forward for the second half of the year. So yeah, it opens up a lot of possibilities. Yep. All right, what's your number five? Uh, sorry, please, please excuse my noises. I'm dying over here. <laughs> it's all right. We are, I'm sure... The listeners understand. I certainly do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us, uh, give us your top five. All right, you just want me to roll one through, uh, through them all, or? Yeah, I mean, talk about them as you go. But yeah, yeah. All right, all right my number five is going to be Tyron Woodley versus George St. Pierre. Oh wow! Well, title that would be an awesome fight. I hope it happens. I just don't know right. if it will. I don't either. I don't really know if it'll happen either. But if GSP comes back, what else could he really do? You know what I mean? Conor McGregor. <laughs> no chance that's ever going to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That yeah, it's he's, a fair he's point. Like Third pounds bigger than him, probably. Yeah, you're right. I can't see him fighting not for a title that welterweight, unless it is Conor McGregor for some reason. Yeah, that would that would be crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. I hope it happens. Yeah, me too. Um, I think it would. Uh, I would love to see Tyron Woodley get destroyed. Tyron Woodley would finally sell I'm always, I'm always a lot of pay per view buys. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's probably 
hoping you pray for that. Yeah. Uh, my number four is going to be Demetrius Johnson versus TJ Dillashaw. Uh, I guess this would happen at 125. I guess. Yeah, I there. think that's the most likely scenario. Yeah. And they've already talked about it a lot, so there's a real possibility this fight happening. Um, I think, I yeah, it's, I, think it's, some, I think it's definitely going to happen. I would guess May or June. Probably June. Yeah, because so probably hear about it in the next month or two. I think June because I think May, the pay-per-view is going to be in Brazil. I think that's what I heard. So not really. they're not going to do that fight in Brazil. Uh, so if you do June, you give TJ enough time to really get his body, uh, you know, yeah, slim down. Slightly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, TJ doesn't even look very great at cutting to 135, so it'd be interesting to see him cut to 125. That's my only worry with the fight. But. Yeah. Be a tremendous fight, as you'll see when we get to my prediction. Um, top five. Um, number three is, I guess, kind of a long, long shot, but it's going to be Skippy Miotrick versus John Jones for the heavy. Oh, wow. Was. Yeah, I could see it. I could easily see if John Jones. It's definitely back. not that out in this. No, because if he does come back, I could see him just going straight to heavyweight, saying "screw this." Like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it'd be an awesome fight. Um, my number two is going to be Rose versus Joanna. Three match. I am very high on Rose now. She's probably one of my favorite fighters. Um, it was an incredible. I mean, she demolished Iwana in the first fight. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see what happens in the rematch. Um, I don't know if you heard MMA Hour yesterday, but Iwana uh, was on there talking about how bad her weight cut was. Like she cut, yeah. had to cut like 17 pounds in the last whatever. You know, like I I I think if she has a good weight cut and she's of you know normal mindset, I think she'll get her belt back. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would like to see a more back and forth war, yeah, side of dominance. But I still think Rose is going to come out on top here. Right, cool. And my number one is going to be really. You could throw anybody in here: Conor McGregor versus Tony, Conor McGregor versus Khabib, Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz um, versus Tyron Woodley. Conor Mc- or Tyron Woodley, which I don't. I think that's the least likely to happen, but. Yeah, uh, I'm just excited to see Connor come back. See if he's still working as hard as he used to. Uh, I, it would be fucking insane if Connor comes back. Uh, he'd half-ass it and get his ass kicked. It'll probably be the last we ever see of him. Um, nah, I don't know. So yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it might not be, but no I feel one... like we might see Connor Gregor once or twice uh, a year. Yeah, oh tops yeah, for that one. I agree. Uh, no one ever leaves the sport of MMA. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Unless they make a hundred million dollars, that's, no, that. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, all right, um, my number five is a fight that looks like it might have turned a corner in might be happening. It's uh, Cyborg versus Amanda Nunes. Okay. They uh, Cyborg said she's willing to do it now. She wants to do it July International Fight Week. I heard the UFC wants to do it in May in Brazil, and that's kind of like the battle to see when it happens. But, uh, God, that is a super fight. That is a legit super fight. One of yeah. the best uh, women's bantamweight fighters of all time versus 
easily the best women's featherweight and maybe the best women's fighter period of all time. Uh, Who would you be rooting for? I'd be rooting for Amanda Nunes. Yeah, I'm a fan I'll be of, for a double knockout. <laughs> I've been a big fan of Amanda Nunes for a long time. Uh, I kind of was I was on her bandwagon from uh, when she was in Strike Force. I always really enjoyed watching her fight, so I, I was happy when she won the belt, and she's been dominant since. I mean, other than just narrowly beating Valentina Shevchenko in the rematch, but um, yeah, I I like Amanda Nunes a lot, and I think she has the firepower. To actually go toe to toe with Cyborg, yeah, uh, I, yeah think, I think she would probably give her the best, uh, the best fight. I think ultimately I would predict Cyborg to win, but I, it, yeah. I think it would easily be the toughest fight of her career. Um, yeah, I think someone would be getting knocked out. That's not less than more than two or three rounds because no Nunez uh, gets tired after a couple rounds. So if if she doesn't pull off the upset early, I think she would get finished in the middle rounds. Yeah, I agree. Um, my number four, which I tried to leave off of this list entirely and leave it in honorable mentions to, to to like make a point to to who I don't know, but to to make <laughs> uh, it's Conor McGregor versus whoever. Just Conor McGregor's return fight. Yep. Um, I wanted to leave it off because, I mean, obviously I'm gonna as soon as they announce it, I'm gonna lose my mind and it's gonna be like take over. But it's like. Get your shit together, man. I right. I want to move forward in this sport and have the best fight the best. I'm just kind of sick of Connor right now. And I yeah. know that will change. So I'm not even going to pretend like, oh, I'm over Connor. It's just <laughs> it's just now, right now. When he's not fighting, I'm over him. When he's fighting, yeah. I love it. But God, let's get him back in the, in the cage, you know. I try to leave him off. Originally, we were supposed to do this episode last week. I was going to put Stipe versus Ngannou here. Uh, or, or Whitaker Rockhold, but that got canceled too. So I got to put Connor here. Yeah. It's probably fair. I mean, he's a big deal. Hold up. I would still say I'm very excited for uh, like a Rockhold Whitaker fight whenever it may happen. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree with that. Uh, or even like a Whitaker Weidman. Yeah. Whitaker Jacare. Oh, wait, no, that already happened. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of there's still a lot of good combinations at middleweight. Yeah. Uh, definitely. All right, my number three is coming up in a couple months. It's finally getting to see Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar, which we were supposed to get in December, but Frankie broke his face, so it had to get pushed back. <laughs> um, just Holloway is my main man. I think he's my number one or two favorite fighter going right now. And he's incredible. I think he's pound for pound in the top five, top four, maybe top three. Um, and I just think this is the last big test avail- available for him currently as things stand. Uh, just Frankie's wrestling and, and the style he brings to the to the table. I think it's like the, the last true test as far as styles go. I mean, I'm, of course that could change. And, of course, like I said earlier, featherweight is loaded. A lot of prospects coming up that could eventually earn their shot. Brian Ortega, uh, Zabit Magomedov, uh, Calvin Qatar, you name it, you know. This but, has the makings to be a fucking incredible fight, though. Yeah, because Edgar's heart, like, he's not going to – it's just – it's going to be a war. It might be a one-sided war, 
but I think Frankie will last longer than Aldo, even if he's getting beat up just as bad. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I I can't wait. I love both of them. It sucks that one of them has has to lose. I just hope there's not like a brutal knockout. Like yeah, I could see a finish, but I I just don't want to see Frankie get killed. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, this could be Frankie's last shot at another belt. So yeah, I hope it goes to uh, decision. Yeah. And, well, I still think Frankie could drop down to Bantamweight, in all honesty, but he is getting older, so yeah. we'll He's see. He's had about a thousand we'll title see. shots. My number two is another fight that is already announced. It's Khabib versus Tony Ferguson. This will be fourth time's charm. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, it, I believe it was on my most anticipated of last year because it was supposed to happen in March, and... It's only like, but it's it gets bigger every time. It gets rebooked. Like originally, it was just two guys that were pretty good in the division, and then it was they were even better in the division, and then it was for uh, the interim title, right? Or yeah, I can't remember if it was for the interim title originally or not. But now uh, Khabib came back, looked incredible against Edson Barbosa. Ferguson won the interim title. Of course, I'd rather see Ferguson fight Connor for the actual championship, but uh, Dane White says this is the actual championship. But at the same time, he's not going to strip Connor. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous situation, but uh, just stylistically, I think this is the best fight possible in the lightweight division. Uh, I think to Tony. Tony Ferguson and Conor McGregor are the only two people, maybe, in the in the sport that could take on Khabib at his weight yeah. class. It's a little scary. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like Khabib, but he would, uh, I don't really want to see him be champion. It's yeah, like this, months out of the year, he won't fight. It's that crazy. Is it is the mythical, undefeated, like unstoppable? Force can uh, can he be stopped? I think Ferguson. I don't. I really don't even know who I would pick here. Yeah, I think Ferguson uh, has the style. If someone's going to do it, it's either going to be Connor, where he can catch him early with his power, or it's going to be Ferguson who can actually compete with him on the ground and yeah, maybe submit him off his back. Something. Yeah. I don't know, man. But uh, I don't know. I. Number one. You already said it. T.J. Dillshaw versus Demetrius Johnson. Uh, to me, this is like, again, a super fight. Champ versus champ. Uh, another reason why I think this might happen in June is because, remember, D.J. just got minor shoulder, shoulder surgery. So that kind of puts him a little bit on the shelf. Hopefully he can be back before too long. But one of the best fighters of all time against a guy who's just... So impressive, especially in his win against Curdy Garbrandt. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've done such a 180 on Demetrius Johnson in the past three years. Two years, even. Like, used to root against him every time out, even though I appreciated his skills. And now he's he's in my top five favorite fighters going right yeah, now. Yeah, his wins lately have just been incredibly impressive. Um, of course, you know, I'm a big TJ fanboy, but... I just think uh, DJ's a little bit too well-rounded, like, in all aspects compared to... Uh, I mean, TJ's a great wrestler, but 
and he's of course got that boxing that always helps him out but yeah I, fucking TJ could jump up and standing triangle him or something <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting for DJ in that fight but uh, obviously because I hate TJ Dillshaw snake in the grass um, <laughs> but uh, just would be incredible I love these lighter weight classes it will be fast it will be explosive it will be awesome <laughs> alright let's move on to our predictions for 2018 let's, we can look back at the end of the year and see how right we were or like I was telling you before we started if we're wrong never mention it again if we're right <laughs> bring it up at every possible opportunity right so, yeah go ahead alright uh, my number five this could be like totally wrong so I don't know if they've already announced their whole schedule for 2018 but um, my number five is going to be UFC comes back to Baltimore by the end of 2018 I fucking hope it does I would love it but I don't know, man. I think you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. At least yeah. not for a pay-per-view, anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, this is just like some every year I do the same thing. Like, coming back, they coming back. I mean, even before they came, it was like every year. It's like, they better come to Baltimore this year. And they finally did. And it was a fucking awesome card and a great turnout. So that's my only reason for thinking they will come back. Yeah, it'll never be that high of a quality of card, though. And I don't think it'll ever be a pay-per-view again, or at least not anytime soon. But we could get a fight night or something. Yeah, I think they just had that angle with John Jones' brothers being on the Ravens and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a perfect storm, but God, I I need to go to my first event, so I hope they do. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, My number four is going to be USC signs the biggest TV deal ever. Ever? Like. Yeah, it's probably ever because well, cause it's probably going to be cross. Uh, yeah, cross network or NFL. I, well, fuck the NFL. How's that sound? I no, know. I mean maybe not ever. Okay, maybe it's not ever. <laughs> okay, okay, it's the only one that's going to be negotiated for a long time. So I think it's going to be a huge deal, and I think that's why you see so much weird shit happening. Um, get more specific. Come on, let's get crazy. I don't even know. I couldn't throw out a number because I have no idea what kind of numbers these things go for. But it does tie into my number three also, so I'll just tie them together. I think while you're seeing Dana talk about uh, Ferguson and Khabib being for the real real belt, but Conor is not stripped, I think they're going to tie Conor McGregor into the contract. Um, And probably not going to fight either one of those guys. He's probably going to fight Nate for some kind of like – Super fight belt or something. I don't know. Oh my god, we're gonna have an actual Conor McGregor belt. Like you won the Conor right? McGregor. <laughs> oh, the Conor god. McGregor sweepstakes belt. Jesus, red panties on it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that would actually be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's red panty night. But yeah, I don't know. I just think it's gonna be huge. I think it's probably gonna be like, like you said, who knows if they're losing box? It could be with like ESPN and. Uh, CBS or of course I don't know if they're owned by the same parent company ESPN is owned by Disney aren't they yeah ABC Disney yeah yeah so we'll probably I, I just think it's going to be massively big you know what I mean I agree I agree so yeah like I said uh, my number, I just said I don't think Connor's going to fight uh, Khabib or Ferguson I think we'll fight Nate Diaz again and then we won't see him again until 2019 um I guess my number two is really probably should have been lower. 
Tyron Woodley loses the belt, more specifically loses it to GSP. Um, and then we might never see GSP fight again. Yeah. It just seems to be like the way he works these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steal belts and leave. <laughs> yeah, right. So it totally fucks over the whole division. <laughs> yeah, but they don't care because they get a million pay-per-view buys. <laughs> yeah, right. And my number one, uh, it ties into one of my most anticipated fights. John Jordan gets a light sentence. Of course, we heard he just passed the polygraph and all that bullshit. So he'll get off on another light sentence again and bypasses the whole light heavyweight division, fights Stipe Miocic, beats him, and now everybody has to say he's the best sweater of all time. But he's a fucking cheater. All right. <laughs> Uh, I didn't rank these. I just did five oh, okay. predictions. But um, my first one, first one on the docket, Ronda Rousey fights before the end of the year. That's a, that's a solid. Hot, I don't think it's... Hot take? It's a hell of a happen. Yeah. Uh, because here's here's my thinking. She's not officially retired yet. Um, obviously, she's going into WWE, right? Yeah. I think there's a chance Brock comes there. I think you're going to see, like, CM Punk is going to get another chance. I think you're going to see them kind of try to lean into the wrestling angle a bit more and do some co-promotion-ish type of things. And I think you're going to see, like, it's not going to be for a title fight. She's not going to fight Amanda Nunes again or anything like that. They might, look, Holly Holm hasn't won a fight in how long? Well, okay, not that long because she knocked out Batch But you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. I think you're going to see Ronda Rousey versus Holly Holm too. End of the I year. Know, I just, Ronda's boxing has looked so horrendously bad. Oh yeah, no, it's a complete money. It'll, it'll be a joke. It'll be a joke. It'll be a money grab joke. But end of the year, the New Year's Eve show, 2018, Ronda Rousey versus Holly Holm part two. <laughs> well, they don't announce that they do like a WWE thing where it's just like the lights come on, boom, run around, he comes out. She's the main event. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not part of my prediction, but that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, my next one is the Reebok deal changes in a major way. Either Ooh. it goes away. Or something happens where they're compensated more, or which they some, already did that. Well, year. I just mean a mate. Like I don't know mate. what I don't know what it would be exactly, but I think that's almost like a guarantee. Like it has to happen. Yeah, that's my thinking. Because although it's kind of like lost a lot of the steam of people being unhappy with it, everybody's just had to deal with it for so long. Yeah, hardly even discuss it. I think they might like buy it out or something major with the Reebok deal. It's going to happen. That's a, that's a good one. All right. Uh, my next one is Dana White either steps down or shifts his main focus to Zufa Boxing, which seems clear that that's happening, but I'm saying at some point in the middle to end of this year, like they actually get that up and running, and he becomes like his main focus is Zufa Boxing, and that's it. And they appoint someone else as on the UFC side. Uh, yeah, I think. I don't uh, know if he'll step down to do Zufa Boxing, but uh, I do see his uh, stance in the company changing. Yeah. It's real popular. I still think he'll have a voice and, you know, 
he'll be around, but I I think you could see. I think he I think he's gonna like I just said shift his focus to Zufa boxing, and then you know WME will appoint their own person to be like the the face of the the UFC. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's been uh, how would you say it. Writing has been on the wall at that thing. That's going to kind of happen. Well, I didn't see you predicting it. Well, I should have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, my next one. <laughs> Conor McGregor screws up in a major way. And here are some options. I'm not, oh, I'm not getting specific. Gets arrested. Uh, and goes to jail for something. Like, uh, I don't know, cocaine. <laughs> USADA. Test positive for steroid. Blows weight, blows weight significantly in his fight, and the fight gets canceled, or dies. Oh my god! Some, uh, I think he's down a I was bad path. He crashes a supercar or something, but well, yeah, uh, something bad like John Jones ish is going to happen. No, I agree. He's fucking off the chart. Look, I'm hoping. I've heard he's back to training. I'm hoping he's, like, you know, getting serious, turning it back around. But just the end of last year, I feel like it's leading up to something bad. These things don't usually just turn around on a dime. They kind of snowball. So yeah, they get worse before they get any better. Yeah, he's got to hit rock bottom, and I mean the bottom of that cliff he just fell off of. <laughs> like a literal Speak, cliff. Speaking of Conor McGregor and the weight, I, yesterday I watched a video of Ariel interviewing Conor after the weigh-in for Dustin Sieber, or Dennis Sieber, and holy shit, he looks like he's literally about to die. I have no idea how he cut to 145. Uh-oh. Breaking news. What? Breaking. Nate Diaz tweets, I'll see you around May or June. Sincerely, the real champ. No way. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Well... Looks like we are going to have two official lightweight champions <laughs> championships. Yeah, right. God, that's crazy. Uh, who knows what that means? But I mean, you think he would come back to fight anybody else besides Connor? Maybe. I don't know. That's interesting. All right, let's not, let's not lose focus. We can talk about it next week. Yeah. Uh, here's another update. Dana White reportedly left four, a four thousand dollar tip at a Boston restaurant during UFC two twenty. That's awesome. Wish I was that later. <laughs> All right, here's the last update before my last prediction. Uh, someone retweeted Eddie Alvarez saying, May, June is perfect, Nate. See you then, big guy. Oh, shit. I did hear uh, Ariel and Eddie kind of teasing a uh, big fight, and that's why he wasn't doing the Dustin Poirier rematch. So, hey, I'd love that fight. Yeah. Eddie versus okay. Nate, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, my, uh, my last prediction is you're going to see Eddie Alvarez versus... <laughs> no, my my last one was a TV deal prediction as well. A little more specific than your bitch-ass prediction. Uh, I, I didn't, I'm not putting numbers on it. I think they'll get a lot of money, but I think it's going to be a split deal. I think they're going to go with Disney slash ESPN slash ABC as a big part of it. And I think my more bold prediction, I think, I mean, I don't know, uh, is it going to be a split deal 
where they kind of merge Fight Pass with Amazon. Oh, okay. Like Amazon, I think Fight Pass will become part of Amazon Prime. Yeah. And they will put bigger fights on there than they do with Fight Pass now, if that makes sense. I think they want to continue to go down like uh, that kind of digital world. When's the last time they did a Fight Pass card? The last one, it wasn't that long ago, but it's definitely not as often, I feel like. Yeah. I. Wouldn't that be awesome? I think that would actually yeah. be incredibly smart because that's where it's all heading. And if you want to be, you know, making real profit and real money, you want everything to be on a subscription type service. And maybe Amazon will see that and pay them big bucks so they can get a piece of that pie. You know, I don't know. I think that's uh, some interesting potential there. Yeah, another thing I have to buy. Okay, now let's move on to the next category, which is movies. 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 We've never talked about movies before. Never in our lives. What is a movie? Okay, um, let's just do uh, the anticipated predictions first here before we get into what else we watched. Okay. Uh, I don't think... <laughs> I only have 13 movies to talk about, so shouldn't be too long. Yeah, right. Uh what do you... Alright, first of all... Excuse me. Uh, this is a shit show. Um, what did you think of 2017 as far as movies overall? And, you know, what are you looking forward to before we get into specifics? Um, uh, there was a lot of good movies. Uh, talked about a thousand of them last. Uh, I guess, what was it? How many weeks ago was the award show? <laughs> Two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of good movies, a lot of good uh, blockbusters. Yeah, it was the year of the blockbuster. Um, I'm almost completely called, uh, not completely, never completely. Uh, I'm almost caught up on like the, the major stuff that I, Oscar type stuff that I want to uh, check out before I'm like fully confident in assessing the year as a whole, or at least, you know, the the bigger stuff. Uh, there's always, like, uh, under-the-radar movies to check out. But the only one I feel like I need to see before I can assess the year as a whole is Phantom Thread, which is my most anticipated movie. Wanted to see it on my birthday, but timing didn't work out. Uh, I think... Uh, so, what's his face? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and PTA, the director, my favorite director of all time. I think 2017 was a pretty good year. I, I wouldn't say it was one of the best. Like we said, a bunch, uh, Year of the Blockbuster, the awards type movies, I think were, uh, average. So, I mean, good year, because overall, I think there were more good movies than not that I saw, but it just, sometimes, like, the... The awardsy stuff, or at least like the indie stuff, could be a, like a little more better. <laughs> yeah. But like some stuff was disappointing that I thought would be better. But uh, I guess I'll get into that. Later. Last Jedi. No. That was <laughs> uh, let's do our top five man- most anticipated 2018 movies. I'll I'll kick it off if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, it's always tough with movies and TV at this stage because 
the only movies we know that are coming out are like the blockbusters and the the bigger movies like that. And we'll after like uh, the film festivals get going, you kind of discover the better the always the best movies are discovered later. You never know what they are coming into the year for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So just. Uh, a warning that my list might not. Anyway, but number five, Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. Um, this is the Avengers movie coming out in May, where Thanos finally shows his ugly purple face, and <laughs> <laughs> apparently there's going to be death and all that kind of stuff. I kind of have this. I was going to... I am just struggling. Um, <laughs> I was going to put uh, Black Panther on the list as well as Avengers Infinity War, but I didn't want to load it up with too many Marvel movies. So I I kind of put them tied for five here. Actually, I'm really excited for Black Panther, which comes out next month. Uh, just think it looks really cool. Same with this. I mean, I'm a Marvel... Marvel guy. I like all the Marvel movies, so it's of course I'm going to look forward to the biggest one yet. My yeah. number four is a movie called First Man, which is... I wrote this list a couple weeks ago, and I forgot what it is. <laughs> this is the... Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, this is the story of the first man who landed on the moon. Neil Armstrong. I Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's directed by Damien Chazelle, who did Whiplash and La La Land. So he's clearly got some credentials. And Ryan Gosling stars in the movie. You have Kyle Chandler in there, Claire Foyer. So good cast, great director, interesting story. Uh, if it could be as good as Apollo 13, I will be happy. Yeah, that was a very good movie. My number three is a movie from Steve McQueen, who is a incredible director. He directed 12 Years a Slave, Shame, and Hunger, some of uh, my favorite movies in the past 10 years or so. And this one's a little bit different for him. It's called Widows, and it's a crime thriller. It's like a heist movie almost, uh, as I'm reading about it. <laughs> Uh, the, the widows of the widows do the heist. <laughs> <laughs> that, should, that should be the description. <laughs> it's tough because really the only reason that uh, I'm excited for it is because of the director. Period. That's just kind of how I am with movies. Like the Quentin Tarantino's next movie. That's I'm gonna look forward to that. PTA's next. You know, it's all about. Yeah. I trust these guys so much that pretty much anything they do, I'm gonna look forward to it. But it has a great cast as well. Liam Neeson, Michelle Rodriguez, Colin Farrell, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, who was in Get Out, Viola Davis. So, stacked cast, uh, great director. It'll be visually beautiful, I'm sure, because all of his movies to date have been. So, there's that. I know a little bit more about the the last two on my list, so that should help. Number two, (laughs) The Irishman which is the Martin Scorsese film that's going straight to Netflix, starring Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Oh, yeah, what's this about? It's an Irish mob movie, I believe. 
Yeah, I think it's, I thought it was about to make it real though. Might be. All I know is Scorsese, Netflix, De Niro, Pacino, <laughs> Pesci. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, say no more. I'm there. Scorsese is one of the best of the best. The other guys hadn't been their best for a while, but I feel like he can coax it out of them. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. My number one, though, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but <clears throat> Isle of Dogs. What? Isle of Dogs. This is the Wes Anderson's next movie. How do you feel about Wes Anderson? I don't feel anything about him. You don't know who it's he like, is? It's like, what is it? No, what has he done? He's done Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, um, Moonlight Kingdom, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, and my favorite movie of his, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Never seen any of them. Oh, well, I've seen the Grand Budapest. God. Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's like a stop motion animation movie. Brilliant. Love it, love it, love it. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, actually, it reminds me. I'll talk about it more later. Um, but this. By the way, The Irishman doesn't come out until 2019. God damn it, don't ruin me. <laughs> Let's pretend then at the end of the year. <laughs> it was supposed to come out at the end of the year. This must be a new development. Uh, Owl Dogs is another stop-motion animated film, much like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, it looks similar visually, but this is about a kid. I, th- I think it... i seen the trailer. It looks great. I don't, uh, a kid who gets stranded on this island. It might be, even be like a trash island. And these dogs... Like own, live on this island, they they own it, and somehow they kind of work together to do something. It might be even the world is being overrun by dogs. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. All I know is it looks like Fantastic Mr. Fox, and uh, I'm so sold. That's your message. God, that's disappointing. I expect more out of you. Wait till you see the movie. You're going to cream. <laughs> Uh, my only honorable mention is Annihilation, which is a sci-fi uh, movie that's coming out in a couple months. It was supposed to come out at the end of last year. Uh, same director that did Ex Machina, a movie, a sci-fi movie I loved. Uh, trailer looked great, so honorable mention. Yeah, nice. Very nice. Um, I'm actually surprised that we didn't have more crossover. Of course, all mine are, like like you said, big movies that are like the only ones that never coming out. Yeah. <coughs> um, I'm not surprised. So, my, no, my number five is going to be uh, Super Troopers 2. The, uh, God, when did Super Troopers come out? Super Troopers came out in 2002. That's, Long my, time ago. that's my guess. I'm going to look it up now. Yeah. Well, the movie is fucking hilarious. And, yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't uh, even know. 2001. Uh, of but I didn't even know they were making another one until I looked up movies for this list. So uh, it was a nice surprise, and that's why I made it to my list. Hopefully, it's not going to be like Anchorman Two, which kind of sucked. And, oh, know, screw that! No, Anchorman Two was great. The second Anchorman? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Not as good as yeah. the first, of course. But yeah, yeah. But like the it. Dumb and Dumber movie, it wasn't very good. No, that was not. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, it doesn't follow that trend, at least in my mind. Um, but yeah, it should be funny. Uh, number four is Predator. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I had, Shane Black back in action. 
I haven't seen an Alien vs. Predator. Maybe you're a Predator movie in a long time, so I'm assuming the like the, uh, the effects and everything is gonna be fucking awesome. It should be awesome. I think uh, it's uh, it's being directed by the guy who wrote the original Predator movie. Really? Yeah. It's awesome. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, yeah, so that should be dope. Uh, number three is probably gonna be one of the biggest uh, hype. One of the biggest hype movies this year. It seems like. All the trailers and like the promotional shit I've seen from it's been hilarious. Uh, Deadpool too. Um, the first Deadpool was awesome. I mean, it wasn't. It was not mind blowing or anything, but I I enjoyed it. I'm sure your pure movie mind had some shit to pick on it about. But no, I'm I'm, I'm in the minority here, but I was very lukewarm on it. I gave it like a five and a half out of ten. Um, I don't know. I didn't think it was as funny as I thought it was. I thought it looked cheap. I didn't think the action was that great. But I do agree, the uh, the stuff for Deadpool 2 so far has looked pretty good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, the one where he's like dressed up as that painter guy and talking about is hilarious. <laughs> my, my favorite was the uh, the phone booth one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <So>. uh, <laughs> but uh, number two is, I don't know why I'm looking forward to it because it might end up sucking I didn't even think the first one was that great but Jurassic World um, <sighs> yeah. it looks like you're it sounds like you're excited for it no it looks awful I really haven't even seen that many trailers for it uh, there's only been one yeah Volcano but, woo <laughs> I don't know I, I was a sucker for like the first one with all the effects and all the cool dinosaurs that Big shark looking one and no, shit no, like that. No, no, I, I enjoyed the the last one. I don't know this one. Just I feel like they're taking all the wrong lessons from it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it comes out in the middle of summer. It seems like that kind of movie. Yeah, really I think good. it comes out in June or something. Yeah, but I'm hoping it'll be at least as good as the, uh, the first Jurassic World. So. Um, we can yeah. My number one, I'm surprised this wasn't on your list, uh, Venom. With Tom Hardy. What are, what, are, what are your thoughts on it so far? My thoughts? Okay, yeah, this is interesting. I just, first of all, I try not to do too many superhero comic book type stuff. Just yeah. because that's a little predictable and everyone's kind of, I don't know about everyone, but a lot of people are looking forward to that. Uh, my thoughts, I don't know what to think of it. I'm kind of cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I think Tom Hardy is going to be great in the part. I love Tom Hardy. Yeah, and I agree. He'll, he's good in any part. Uh, he's yeah. good in my heart. So, he's, <laughs> uh, he's uh, yeah, he'll be great as Eddie Brock. It's being directed by Ruben Flesher, who directed Zombieland, Gangster Squad, 30 Minutes or Less. So hit or miss, I did not like Gangster Squad. 30 Minutes or Less was okay. Zombieland I liked. Yeah. Uh, it's got Michelle Williams. Uh, apparently Tom Holland is going to make a cameo as Peter Parker, Jenny Slate, Woody Harrelson, Riz Ahmed. Great cast. Uh, cautiously optimistic. I I think it's a cool idea. Apparently I I heard it. Carnage is going to be the villain. I could yeah, see really. it going either way. I could see it being extremely cool. And different for uh, a superhero movie, or I can see it being like Spider-Man Three type bad. Yeah, 
you know. Yeah, they brought Venom in one of the Spider-Man movies already, didn't they? Yeah, he was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. So I hope this will be much better. Me too, me too. Predict away. What's going to happen in the movie universe in 2018? Um, all right. My, I got three here, so this is really not a very good uh, prediction, but... We'll see. It's probably going to be a whole lot more in the sexual harassment cases, and probably a lot more big names that are going to be that are going to fall to it. Um, it seems like every week or every couple of days there's another story out there about it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong or anything, but like uh, the whole unease and sorry shit seemed like it was kind of like a bad date or a bad drunken date. Not defending any bad actions, but yeah, 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 yeah kind of sick of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it sucks that the industry is that way. But who? Yeah, I mean, it's complicated because, like we we've touched on it, I think in the past, where I'm like, the women should speak out. Period. You know. Yeah. But it is kind of like, I don't know. It's not for me. Who am I to say, you know, what's right and what's wrong? Yeah, and it's just like I think. Like well, Scar- all right, first of all, out. of course, any kind of unwanted anything is obviously wrong, bad. Yeah, but it's a complicated issue. I think the people that are bad and can be proven to be that way, they deserve to have their names dragged through the mud. I don't know. Absolutely, but I—that's I a good think- prediction. I mean, I think yeah, of course, that is probably most definitely going to continue. Yeah. Um, I just think it's just like anything else like that. Some people just use it to, uh, um, I guess, advance themselves. I but, guess uh, it's always a possibility, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I mean, it's like false accusations. There's like a false accusation could just crush somebody. Even if it comes out to be proven false, usually that doesn't get broken as a news story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's just that's of <clears throat> course a worry, but I don't want. I wouldn't want. Uh, you don't want people not to come forward, right? I wouldn't want one or two false accusations to stop real accusations. Yeah, definitely. It's it's complicated. Yeah, um, I guess. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, yeah, thanks for bringing uh, this mood down. Yeah, right. Like, sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> bringing it right back up there because <laughs> this year. <laughs> It's, they're going to announce, we're going to hear it, I've been waiting a long fucking time for it, Mortal Kombat reboot. Oh. Please, please give it to me. The world has uh, been waiting. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, at least I'm waiting. I don't know if I'm the world, but Mortal Kombat, I've been a fucking we Mortal We are Kombat the world. Fanboy since I was uh, as young as I can remember. So there's been a lot of like fake trailers and stuff coming yeah. out. Yeah. Past five or so years too, it's been a total tease. So this year, it would I'm be cool. Been, I'm predicting it would be cool. It would also probably be terrible. Yeah, well, I feel like they could give it a good, like the kind of like blockbuster treatment or with great effects if, and shit. I guess if they could at least do it as well as the Power Rangers movie from last year. Uh, is that serious? No, yeah, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was. No, I didn't. I didn't like it. I mean, I think again, probably like five and a half, six. If I'm remembering correctly, but it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't terrible. If they could do that good with it, I'd be happy. And uh, like I said, I didn't have too many predictions for the movie world, but I'll finish on this one. And 
it's actually I didn't even realize that the Irishman was coming to Netflix, but I was gonna say, like you said, with Amazon Prime gonna maybe swallow uh UFC fight pass. Not maybe like it That was Yeah, there's no I just think the streaming networks are gonna have a lot more big uh a lot bigger movies, a lot more like Oscar possible movies. I mean for Martin Scorsese, Pesci, De Niro, um, to be coming straight to Netflix, that's a big deal. And I think that's a trend that we're going to see a lot more of. That's a good call because the Oscar nominations just came out today and Mudbound got like three or four nominations. I was pleasantly oh, huh? surprised to see. It's awesome. Uh, actually watched that movie. That's one of the 15 movies I watched. <laughs> I'm off, so I was happy to see that. Uh, I think it got Best Supporting Actress, uh, a screenplay, and cinematography. So, yes, good prediction. Yeah. All right, here's mine. Black Panther will be the best-selling comic book movie of 2018. That's uh, that's crazy. There's a lot of comic book movies coming in. It's true. You got. I think it's gonna. This might be dumb. I think it's going to be the, basically the Wonder Woman of this year. Okay. I mean, I mean, of course, people expect it to do well. I think it's going to do incredibly well. This is obviously a hot take, taking it to the extreme, saying it would be the best, because there's a lot. Like you said, there's Venom, there's uh, Avengers Infinity War, there's... Aquaman, Ant-Man. Yeah, but I, I just feel like this is set up perfectly. It's going to be the first big movie of the year. Like, first huge movie of the year. It comes out in February. Black History Month. It's targeting a demographic that, unfortunately, just it it sucks, but they don't get a lot of movies that are, you know, like, targeted for them, uh, that audience. So I, I think yeah. it's going to hit all, all four quadrants. It's going to, like, everyone's going to see it. You know, everyone's going to want to see it. Regular just fans of superheroes and just people who want to see a movie that has a lot of faces that remind them of themselves. And I think it's going to be good. I think that's the most important thing. I think the movie's going to be great. And I think, yeah. I think it's going to do great overseas. And I think it's going to make like a billion dollars. That would be insane. I hope it does. Uh, my next one. <laughs> well, we're on the same page here. Uh, Netflix. Gets a movie nominated for an Oscar, which yeah. obviously that just happened. But I'm I'm thinking more best picture, like yeah, like the main prize. Yeah, I don't know what movie it would be. I was thinking The Irishman, but if that doesn't come out to the year after, that sucks. But I'm still gonna say they'll come out with something great that will be nominated for best picture at the Oscars. That'd be awesome because it's trending that way. They pick up some good stuff. Yeah, definitely. My next prediction, Disney buys another big property, <laughs> like uh, Sony or something like that. Like they just picked, scooped up Fox. Obviously, the deal won't go through for a little bit, but I think they're going to continue to be Pac-Man and gobble up these uh, smaller fish in the sea. Sony Sony's not exactly a small fish. Well, I mean, just kind of like Fox where they... They got like the movie stuff and the entertainment stuff. Yeah, I think that's possible if they want to get all their properties back. Spider Man is at Sony. Um, I don't know. Just seems like a possibility. 
And it doesn't I think have it's to be like a definite. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be Sony, but they're going to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. All right. My next prediction is comedy makes a rebound because I feel like comedy movies have been struggling for a while now. Uh, you know, I haven't had any classics, any like great ones, in my opinion, in a quite a while. Pure comedies. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the year we start to see like a, maybe a new voice in comedy that kind of takes the world by storm uh, in perspective of comedy. Yeah, I guess there's no real big ones announced yet. But. Yeah, but comedy, I mean... It's just they don't really do it yeah, like that. I feel like it would kind of not come out of nowhere, but until it's closer, that's when you'll start hearing things. But yeah. I, I think we're going to get a couple classics this year. Comedy classics. How about that? Yeah, we're due. We're due. Definitely do. And my last prediction, which would be timely given our rebranding here, Redbox goes out of business. Oh, shit. I just think unless they can really come up with a Netflix-type streaming service that is successful and really, what the hell, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, because Netflix. I I just think it's. Uh, I haven't. I used to do Redbox all the time. I haven't done it in quite a while. I just think it's physical media is dying. Yeah, it's uh, crazy how thing quickly things become uh, antiquated. Yeah. So that's my predictions. Uh, what else? Now let me let me ask you yeah. this: Do you think Redbox is going to go out of business because of uh, the what? Like you said, it's just. Getting old, or because we dropped the name from our podcast? Oh, strictly because we dropped the name. If <laughs> we if we continued, I mean, I really feel bad. I just all these people are going to lose their jobs because of my one decision, and it's a lot to carry on my back. But <laughs> yeah, I'm talk. I'm thinking about the name on the back of the jersey instead of the name on the front. <laughs> Yeah, yep. I don't know. <laughs> Literally, that's what we did. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. Uh, what else have you been watching, brother? Uh, I watched a movie you suggested watching, uh, Edge of Seventeen. Nice, All right. Uh, which was very good. It was, um, I think, it was just as good as you said it was. It was awesome. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, uh, I don't know the, the lead girl's name, but I thought she was very witty and funny. Um, I thought uh, Woody Harrelson was fucking really funny in it. Uh, and her best friend is very attractive. Oh, yeah. what's I'm, I'm looking it up now. I just saw her best friend in something else recently. Um, yeah. Haley Steinfeld is the main girl's name. Yeah. And Haley... Was that, was that the... Main character. Yeah, and uh, Haley Lou Richardson is her best friend. She was just in. She was in Split. Oh, was she. And she was in. That must have been it. <laughs> She's in a movie called Columbus, which is getting great reviews. I haven't seen yet. I, I also like her brother. Yeah, he was. I feel in, like I've seen him in something else. He too. was in um, the Richard Linklater movie. Uh, Everybody wants him. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was the main character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was uh, like a Days of Abuse sequel, almost. Yeah, one of my favorite movies from two years ago. Yeah, me too, I agree. Um, also watched Downsizing, a uh, new Matt Damon movie. I watched that as well, so that's when we can knock off together. 
Yeah, uh, wasn't quite as great as I thought it was going to be. Agreed. Uh, I love the premise. Like a, yeah. a really great sci-fi premise. Started off strong. I feel like the first thirty minutes or so were like really interesting. Until he got to like miniature land or whatever, then it kind of went in a weird direction, and I felt like it. In the hands of a different director, like I can see Spike Jones knocking this movie out of the park because he's good at these interesting concepts like uh, um, her and shit. What was the fucking one with the puppets? God dang it. All right, hold on a sec. But I just felt like it lost the plot. I feel like uh really wasted the the concept where yeah, it went. Yeah, it, like it changed big time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, Spike Jones directed Where the Wild Things Are. The movie uh, yeah. I'm thinking about is Adaptation and Adaptation and God, he's directed a lot of music videos. Uh, he's also like the head of Vice. Yeah, I love the guy. Yeah. But, uh, fuck. Being John Malkovich. That was the one. Uh. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I was not a big fan of downsizing. I gave it like a five and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'm not terrible. Um, yeah. Definitely like threw me for a loop. I actually didn't. Honestly, I didn't see the ending. I fell asleep. I fell asleep twice watching this. I fell asleep <laughs> the first time, like right when he was in miniature land, and then I got a little further the next time. But the way it like just changes to like, uh, I don't know, like the way he, I guess humanity is dying basically yeah I don't know it's basically really preachy like these people think they have it made but they didn't see the the people on the other side of the tracks how are they living in this miniature world and yeah. I don't know just had a weird perspective and it kind of yeah. turned into a movie that didn't think it was going to be yeah definitely uh, um, Matt Damon's good as always but I guess not one of my favorite actors. But. I actually thought the, I guess she's Chinese, Chinese woman in the movie was really good. <laughs> I mean, the accent is insane. Like, that's a terrible decision by the director. But uh, her performance, I thought, was great. Yeah. She had uh, a lot going on with her character. Yeah, definitely. But all in all, it's not as good as I thought. I would guess I would recommend it if you want to watch it once. but I wouldn't. That's no replay can, value for me. You can skip it, in my yeah. opinion. Um, I also watched the new Insidious movie, The Last Key. Yep. Uh, okay. I loved the Insidious franchise. I'm a huge horror movie uh, buff. This wasn't terrible. It was scary. Um, I feel like the premises get crazier and crazier every time. But uh, for a horror movie, I would go watch. I would rather go on and see it in, a, in the theaters. I didn't, but. Uh, <laughs> It'd be good for like all the jump scares to actually see it in a theater. Yeah. Not like a shitty grainy version that I saw once, but I'd probably I, give it like a six and a half, seven out of ten. Not my favorite, not my least favorite. Alright. I, I like horror movies. This just never interested me, not even a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's I've only seen really, the first Insidious that I thought was okay at best. Yeah. Yeah, they they're hit or miss sometimes. And, uh, what else? Oh, I watched <laughs> The Thinning, which is Logan Paul. He's got all kinds of controversy. I'm sure you've heard about it. Not uh, really. 
was a YouTuber blogger who went to the suicide forest in Japan and filmed somebody who had just hung themselves like hours prior and like laughing and making jokes about it while filming this guy dead hanging out of a tree. Okay, lovely guy. Yeah, but he's in a, it's a YouTube Red movie, The Thinning. It's about um, population control and kids have to take a test and have to, if they don't score high enough on it, they basically get killed. And that's their way of population control in the United States in this like kind of dystopian sense. <laughs> yeah. So it's a crazy premise. Uh, it's a pretty terrible movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like in a school that's like all barbed wire fences and shit. If you don't get high enough scores in the movie, like these like Call of Duty s guys with heavy armor and like machine guns come just like waddling, marching down towards you and just basically kill you. But uh, it's fucking awful. They're making another one, which is beyond me why they would do it. But I would give this like a four and a half or five out of ten. All right, that's Not pretty bad. Time. Anything else? Um, no, not really. Well, I've watched some TV shows. I watched. We'll get to that in the TV section, motherfucker. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, all right. I got a lot of stuff. I'm going to try to go really fast here. Call me by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched Call Me By Your Name. Which uh, is- I, watched, I watched that also. You oh, did? I didn't finish it. But- he finished. Uh, but oh I'm, my god! Uh, no, I thought it was good. It's getting, it got a lot of great reviews. It's one of uh, one of the best reviewed movies of the year. About a it's a coming of age movie, so to speak, about a uh, like a seventeen year old kid who's over in what is it? Uh, Italy. Italy with his 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 dad is or his parents are like some kind of artsy people, and. Uh, they're over there. I guess it's like a summer vacation or something like that. They're in Italy for some reason. His dad's doing work over there, and he has a 24-year-old like college graduate guy who's coming to apprentice for him, something like that. Anyway, yeah. basically, um, the kid and the, and the his dad's the other guy. They they have a like a summer romance, a fling. It's like. A, coming out coming of age movie the kid has a a girlfriend and then he's i don't know just it's a it seemed like a really good interpretation of someone going through that you know that confusing he doesn't know what he wants in uh, his identity there's like a sexual identity coming of age movie yeah i thought it was really it good was- um, sorry, I'll, I'll let you talk in a second to keep going. Nah, it's fine, it's fine. I thought it was really good. I didn't love it as much as I was expecting to based on the reviews. I think, like, I don't know. I think maybe I don't have the, the right perspective to really connect with it. I'm not saying you have to yeah. be gay to, like, completely connect with it. But no, no. I don't know. I just, really well made. Incredibly well made. Incredibly well acted. Enjoyed it. Cinematography's great. Yeah, enjoyed the movie. It was an enjoyable story. Liked the characters and all that. For whatever reason, just didn't completely connect with it. But I gave it like a, a heavy seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, I agree. I like 
just clicked on it to watch it. I had no idea what the premise of the battle at all was. And I'm like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in. I'm like, I'm getting a weird vibe about here. Like, there, I'm going to bang. There was definitely sexual tension. Army Hammer yeah. was great as that guy. But I had no idea. Yeah, the guy from uh, like Social Network. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was great. But I like like I said, I just had no idea what the premise was or what it was about. And I was like, caught on pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's I, a whole weird scene with the peach. Oh, yeah, the peach scene. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought the, the dad was great as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially, well, you, I don't know if you stayed to the end, but he has a scene at the end that's, like, really, really good, really touching. And especially really? as a parent, like... That's how I would want to be, you know, like really understanding and just has like this heart to heart with him. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I like movies that are from a different perspective from my own. That's kind of how I I feel like I learn culturally and socially about different perspectives. So this was one. Yeah. I uh, I watched Lady Bird. Oh, nice. How was that? I want to save it. I have a feeling I would like to talk about it more in depth once you see it sometime down the road. Yeah. I don't know. There's going to be a few that I want to save that are kind of like awardsy things. So I think yeah. we'll have room to talk about them in the coming weeks. Uh, Lady yeah. Bird, I enjoyed it greatly. That's all I'll say. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, also want to talk about three billboards, billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri at a later date. Okay. Uh, I have mixed opinions on this movie. Really? It won. It's winning a lot of awards. People love it. Uh, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. So that'll be an interesting conversation down the road. Another one I want to save is The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Okay. No, it's a weird, weird movie that I want you to watch, and I we need to talk about it. Right. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I think right Jesus. now, right now, I think it's my third favorite movie of the year. Absolutely, Good. absolutely loved it. But I, I don't know. It might be one that you hate. But I, I think it would be interesting to talk about. Okay. Uh, a couple more that I'd like to save uh, is the Florida Project. Um, yeah. One. Have you heard of it? I have. Yeah. Yeah. That's that again. One of my favorite movies of the year. Gotta gotta talk about that more, uh, and the Shape of Water. I'd like to save because that is might be the front runner to win Best Picture at the Oscars, and I liked it a lot. So we should probably talk about that. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> that, that I was reading. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, now I'll quickly go through the movies that I don't want to save for later. Uh, okay. Battle of the Sexes. You heard of it? Uh, nope. Oh, this is the movie about the Billie Jean King, uh, Bobby Riggs, Battle of the Sexes uh, tennis match from the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Um, when did this come out? This came out in the summer, I think. Oh, it's like an indie movie that came out in the summer. It was okay. I don't have much to say about it, so this will be, be easy. It was all right. The performances... Were good. The actual tennis scenes were good. It was it was a pleasant movie. It was a good movie. Uh, give it a seven out of ten. Just you know, it was pretty much by the numbers. What you would expect. Yeah. 
from it. Uh, I watched The Mountain Between Us, which was Idris Elba and Kate Winslet getting stranded on a mountain, trying to survive, make their way back home. You could skip it. Uh, it's <laughs> not, not awful, but it's, again, yeah. it was what I expected. I mean, I like those actors. Yeah, it was predictable. It was schlocky in a way. I mean, I, I like those actors. That's why I gave it a chance, but yeah. Five and a half out of ten. Uh, I watched Jim and Andy, the documentary. Talked about it on the award show a little bit. I officially. I also watched an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee that had <sighs> Jim Carrey in it. Yeah. I don't I'm think not... I. I don't, I don't think I like Jim Carrey anymore. <laughs> why? He, he's just. I don't know. I wish I knew less about him. I liked it better when I. When I knew less about him. Right. I would not want to hang out with him. I'll say that. Seems like a fucking nut job. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I watched Downsizing, which we talked about. I watched The Post. Oh, man. Joel watched it. He was telling me about it. Uh, yeah, this is the Steven Spielberg uh, Pentagon Papers movie with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep and a million other great actors. Uh, again... Kind of like Battle of the Sexes, it reminded me of that. It was like, it was a good movie. It was decently well made, good acting. But it, it's so Spielberg, like in the good ways and the bad ways. Yeah. It's just so down the middle, what you would expect. Like his style works so much better in the 90s and early 2000s. I don't know. I It was good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it's as good as I was expecting it to be. Um, that's why I, it's not one that I'm really care to talk about in more detail at a later date or anything. I mean, I, you ever seen, I would, but, huh? Have you ever seen the Tom Hanks movie, uh, like, Bridge of Spies or Bridge something? Bridge of Spies, yeah, I liked it. it was, yeah, I That was Spielberg, Spielberg, too. Yeah. I think Bridge of Spies was better than The Post. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. That was a really good movie. Yeah, the tough comparison, though, for The Post for me is Spotlight, which came out two years ago. Yeah. Which I loved. It was one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite of that year. And this just doesn't hold a candle to it. It's kind of trying to do similar things. It's yeah. Trying to do different things as well. But I give it a 7 out of 10, the post. It was, it was okay. It was worth watching for sure. But low, yes. lower your expectations. <laughs> I watched The Polka King, which oh, yeah. just came out on Netflix. Have you seen this? I have not. Some watched it the other day, but I didn't care it's to watch a it. It's Jack Black comedy, a dramedy kind of about. I think it's a true story, or mostly true story, or whatever about this uh, this guy who calls himself the Polka King. It's Jack Black <laughs> gaining a lot of weight, doing a funny accent. Uh, he does Ponzi schemes on people, and he's basically stealing, tricking old people into giving him their money as an quote unquote investment. It's what you would expect from a Jack Black vehicle with that premise. It was fine. Right. It had its moments, but uh, I give it like a 6 out of 10. Yeah. I just put it on as I was trying to fall asleep at night. Ended up watching the whole thing. I watched Logan Lucky. Finally. Uh, Finally got a chance to see this. I've been meaning to see it. I almost saw it in theaters when it first came out in the summer. and Finally got around to it. I love me some Steven Soderbergh, and I should have seen it sooner. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like the movie quite a bit. Yeah. I give it a solid 8 out of 10, maybe a light 8.5. I just 
I love heist movies, especially Soderbergh heist movies. Uh, I thought it was really funny. It uh, was. I loved Adam Driver, and I loved uh, Channing James Tatum. Bond. What? And James Bond. Yeah, I like. Nah, he was not my favorite part of the movie, but he was, his character was better than I expected it to be. Yeah. My favorite character was Adam Driver. When he he drives right into the convenience store. <laughs> and then just picks up a bag of chips and tries to buy it, act like nothing happened. Uh, yeah, it was great. I thought it was hilarious and a great like heist thriller too. At the same time, it was really cool. Yeah, definitely. I watched Professor Marston and his Wonder Women, which is funny. It came out the same year as Wonder Woman, but this is like a biopic about the guy who invented Wonder Woman. Uh, he was a professor who studied sex and science and he was into like uh, fetish stuff. He, uh, (laughs) I'm not saying it's, it's actually a great movie. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, But he had two wives or at least two lovers. Like it was like they were all lovers. Like he had his wife and then they found this student where they, they all fell in love with each other individually. Like the two women, both set guy and girl. Like interesting, interesting uh, how it worked out. But it's about how when he made pitched Wonder Woman, it was all these like bondage type themes hidden or not hidden, but like under the surface. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It was just about these people and their relationship and. I thought it was a great movie. I really, really surprised me. I thought it was going to be along the lines of Battle of the Sexes where it was kind of down the middle and just a pleasant watch. But I actually thought it was... It might be in my top 20, to top 25 of the year. Uh, so is Wonder Woman Marvel or DC? DC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I give it this movie an 8.5 out of 10. Very, very pleasantly surprised. Nice. And my last movie, which I... <laughs> I saw in theaters. <clears throat> okay. My birthday was last week. No need to say happy birthday. It's, <laughs> it's uh, not a big deal. <laughs> but I uh, had a date night with my wife. Uh, my wife. My wife. Uh, Friday night. Last Friday night. And was going to try to... We did dinner and a movie, as is always my choice. And was going to try to see Phantom Thread, the, the PTA... Daniel Day-Lewis movie that I so wanted to see, but the timing just didn't work out where my mom couldn't get out of work in time to to give us enough time to see it. It was only playing at like 6.50 and then 10 o'clock at night, so yeah. unfortunately it didn't work out. So we're kind of like, all right, what are we going to see? Here's our options. We could see uh, Jumanji, the Jumanji uh, remake, which is making a ton of money. And actually yeah. got surprisingly good reviews. We could see The Post. Um, you know, the critically acclaimed movie that I just talked about. Or uh, we could see Paddington 2. Let me and guess, you went with Paddington. We went with Paddington 2. I saw Paddington. <laughs> uh, the, the original Paddington I watched with Mackenzie. It was like... One of the first movies we saw in theaters together. 
one of her first movies. I think Frozen was her first movie, and then we saw Paddington 2 after that. No, the Lego movie was second, so it was her third movie. We went and saw it at Towson Movie Theaters. I have a weird memory when it comes to this. <laughs> uh, Towson Theaters, we were like the only two in the theater, and, and she loved it. And I, I thought it was actually really good for for what it was. And we rewatched. I rewatched it after we saw Paddington 2, because I'll get to it, but I loved Paddington 2. Rewatched the first Paddington. It, it was what I remembered. It was a, a, a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, but Paddington 2, all right. <laughs> this... We have. I have kids, and I chose to see this movie with just my wife. Leave the kids at home. <laughs> uh, but Paddington Two is amazing. Paddington yeah. Two is truly a great movie that I would recommend to anyone. So weird, yeah. right? Uh, it is most definitely a kids' movie, but is most definitely is the most charming. Just pleasant in the best way. Like, it is what movies... It's just what we needed, what I needed in that moment. Like, it's just amazing. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I need to rewatch it. I want to see it again so bad. Because I think I kind of dozed off for a minute or two in the middle. <laughs> Not anything against the movie, just... I was. <laughs> I didn't have a coffee. Yeah, I'm getting old. I'm 31 now. <laughs> but God, Paddington Two reminded me of a Wes Anderson movie. It reminded me of like a Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, it's about Paddington. He's now firmly entrenched in his family in this town, and he just brings so much joy and and happiness, and just makes these people's lives in this town so much better. Just by doing everyday things. And uh, he finds his way in jail. Like he gets... He's trying to stop a burglar. Burglarly? What the hell? A burger burglar. He tries to stop a robbery. And uh, they think he did it. So he gets thrown in this jail where he's in there with all these, you know, criminals and terrible people. And he <laughs> finds a way to like... Just charm the pants off of these criminals that are like, I don't, it's amazing. And Brendan Gleeson plays uh, this, this criminal, this big, bad Irish criminal named Knuckles or something like that. And, uh, they plan to escape and they get the bad guy, but I, I don't know. I just, I cannot recommend it enough. It's so good. Visually amazing. Hilar it's really funny, like legitimately funny. So good. I think it would, sounds like it would have been better if Paddington broke out of prison, killed a bunch of the guards. Paddington <laughs> 3 is Paddington on the run. Yes. No, I can't wait for Paddington 3. Like, I feel like I'm being too harsh on this movie when I give it an 8.5 out of 10. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's that good. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious, man. You got to check it out. I guess I'll have to. It, it kind of bombed at the box office, which is crazy in the U.S. anyway. Because yeah. the first Paddington did actually pretty good. And this one's even better. And it didn't do very well, which I'm very sad about. But love, love, love the movie. It might go up to a 9 out of 10 on a rewatch. I'm not even kidding. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So that's it from Movie Town USA. <laughs> Let's move on. To television, what's your most 
anticipated television shows of 2018? Um, all right. Uh, my number five is Roseanne relaunch. I fucking love Roseanne. Yes, what me a, too. I love Roseanne. And I'm yeah, looking forward to the, re- the reboot, yeah. I don't know when it comes out. I think probably in the next couple of months, but uh, should be interesting to see, especially with how Roseanne series ended. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they pick up, how it works, and uh, I think it'll probably be really good. I agree. But my number four is something that just started, which I forgot started. Uh, it's the, Amer- the new American crime story, the assassination of Giovanni Versace. Versace, how do you say his name? Yeah, Giovanni um, Versace. Versace, 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 Versace. <laughs> but uh, the, I thought the first American Crime Story with O.J. Simpson was awesome. I've watched it several times now. Um, I, like I said, I totally forgot this had already started. So um, uh, probably tonight uh, I'm going to get back and watch the first episode. So uh, that is very much looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, number three. You know it's out already. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I totally forgot. Oh, you yeah. haven't watched the first episode yet? No. I watched it. It's Did it's you? good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't think it'll be as good as uh, OJ one, but yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it. It's nine episodes. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, number three is gonna be Westworld, which I'm not even sure that it's gonna come out this year. Yeah, it is. It is. Is it? Yeah. I don't know if we've heard any news about it yet, but... Uh, I think um, it comes out in spring or summer, if I'm not no, really? mistaken. Yeah. Has there been any trailers for it or anything? Yeah, there's a trailer for it. Oh, okay. I didn't even do that. But yeah, I mean, the first season is incredible. It's what a great premise for a TV show. And the way HBO does their TV shows are always just so well done. So, should definitely not disappoint. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number two is... Uh, I believe it's on the new Paramount Network, which is used to be Spike Waco, about uh, David. I forget his name, David something in the Branch Davidians. Yeah, I'm interested. In this. It was yeah, it's like a biopic about the cult, or I guess it was a cult, um, and how the mm-hmm. FBI had a big standoff with them, ending in the whole place getting blown up and everybody dies. But it's a biopic all about it, and from like the trailers and stuff I've seen. It looks really good. It looks the actor who's playing him looks just like him and acts just like him. So I uh, I think it'll be really good. Um, and my number one, which I also don't think I would expect it maybe to come out at the end of this year. It's the new Thirteen Reasons Why. Um, I don't know I don't if know. it comes out this year. Actually, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean it's January. It's a long year ahead, but true. Um, I would think it might come out second half of the year the last quarter of the year but uh, very interested to see how they do the season especially with spoiler alert the girl's dead yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. big time spoiler there yeah um, you learn it in a very minute of the first episode yeah right but no I, I, I love the first season I, I know you did too so um, very excited for that <clears throat> yes indeed Alrighty, you ready for mine? I uh, let me put my seatbelt on. <laughs> Buckle your or hold on to your butts. <laughs> Alright, my number five is called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Okay. 
which is a Nef- new Netflix show directed by the Kellen Brothers. Oh, shit. So, yeah. <laughs> That's what did the whole- Kellen Brothers do? Are you kidding me right now? I mean, I know, but I'm just brain farting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I'm not struggling to find out. It's Fargo. They did Fargo, Inside Lewin Davis, Hail Caesar, um, God, True Grit, the remake, Burn oh, After okay. Reading, No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. They've done so much. Uh, yeah. I was thinking of the Duffer Brothers. <laughs> yeah. But this is a limited series. Uh, anthology western with six different storylines on Netflix. Um, you got cast such. Oh, this is weird how they have the. Okay, James Franco is in it, which <laughs> he's having a rough month. But uh, Zoe Kazan. <laughs> uh, it's, for some reason, the cast is like in a really weird order on IMDb, but a good cast from what I remember. And all you need to know is. Coen Brothers doing a TV show. Are yeah, you kidding me? <laughs> like, I'm there. And it's on Netflix, right? And it's on Netflix. My number four is another Netflix show. A uh, new one uh, coming out called Maniac. Which is, I think it mu- must be comedy. An institutionalized man dreams of a new life in a fantasy world. But... The reason why I'm so excited for it is it's directed by Kerry Fukunaga, who is one of my favorite... I mean, I have a lot of favorite directors, but again, one of my favorite directors. He directed season one of True Detective. He directed Beast of No Nation, like the first great Netflix movie. Uh, He directed Jane Eyre, a movie I loved. So, super excited. And the cast... Is Emma Stone, uh, Jonah Hill, I believe. Yes, Jonah Hill, Emma Stone. Like, are you kidding? <coughs> Should be awesome. That is not that serious. Number three. It was recently announced. The It's returning soon. Atlanta, season two. Never saw the first season. You didn't? Oh, man. Yeah. So good. Uh, uh, not Danny Glover. Uh... What's his name from Community? Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yeah. His show. Um, the, and it's also got uh, Lakeith Stanfield from Get Out. And uh, Soldier Boy. It's so freaking good. It's hilarious, but it's also like really well made and creative. Like He messes with the format and does like, more out there episodes. and Just really uh, artistically creative. Great show. Hilarious. Can't wait for season two. I love season one. It's one of my favorite shows of that year. So it's been gone. Never, it was premiered in 2016 and hasn't been back since. So I'm glad it's finally coming back. I think it's in a month or two. Nice. You should catch up on the first season before season two starts. Yeah. It's only half what an hour episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on FX. All right, so you have to check it out on demand. They always have good stuff on FX. So. Yeah. But moving away from FX, because fuck FX. <laughs> Number two for me, season four of Better Call Saul. Nice. You watch it? Uh, I watched 
first yeah. like four or five episodes of it. Oh yeah, I think we talked about it. But... Yeah, I've never even seen Breaking Bad, so I'm like, oh, oh yeah, man. that's right, you're a fucking loser. Um, <laughs> yeah, season three, like I, I talked about it on the award show, so I don't have to get into it. But season one was great. Season two was better than season one. Season three was better than season two. So it only goes to show that season four will be even better than season three, and I will love life. So give me some Saul Goodman in my life, Jimmy McGill. <laughs> Number one, you mentioned it, HBO's Westworld Season 2. Absolutely oh. loved first season of Westworld. Thought it got better as it went on. Each episode I liked more and more. Uh, we reviewed it, me and Joel reviewed it on the show two years ago. Much like Atlanta, it disappeared in 2017, but it's... It's going to be back for too long. It's going to be appointment television. I love the way they ended the first season. No idea what's coming <laughs> in this yeah, season. Right. But uh, really excited to find out. I love probably. it. Go ahead. That's probably going to be one of the biggest TV shows of the year. Oh, no doubt about it. I loved Sandy Newton in season one. Her character was amazing, as were pretty much all the characters. So... Ed Harris, yeah, I, I'm really, really stoked for season two of Westworld. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Honorable mentions, real quick, Legion, season two. I thought le first season of Legion was pretty good on FX. Oh, FX and uh, Survivor and Big Brother. Always excited for those seasons. <laughs> uh, God, it blows my mind that... Survivor's still in the air. It's actually, uh, well, yeah, season 36 of Survivor starts next month, and Celebrity Big Brother starts in a couple weeks, and then season 20 of Big Brother this summer. Hoping it's a big all-stars. We'll find out. I watched a, uh, like a list video on YouTube the other day of the 10 craziest members on Survivor. Yeah. I totally forgot. I, I watched the season. I was like the first or second season of Survivor. Second. I, remember I already know what you're going to say. The dude fell in the fire. Yep, season two. <laughs> yeah. Michael Scoopin. That guy <laughs> has since gone on to be arrested uh, for being part of a Ponzi scheme, first of all. But second Jeez. of all, as they were arresting him for that, seizing his computers, child porn. Good lord. What yeah. the fuck? So, fuck that guy. Should have died in that fire. <laughs> yeah. That might be a little extreme, but... I mean, Dude, terrible, terrible shit. Speaking of child porn, you know what... Jared okay, never thought I'd heard that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jared from the subway, his jail job was working in the kitchen handing out sandwiches. Ew. Is that not irony? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> no, I yeah, it, it's true. It's true. He should know how to make them because it's Subway. Yeah. Bad bastard. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah, let's... Uh, wait, what were we saying? Uh, oh, what, what, were some, what were some other the crazy moments? Um... A lot of them were, like, people using immunities. Oh, okay. Uh, one was, like, somebody had a fake immunity thing, which I don't even know how that's fucking possible. And that's a fucking stick? Is that... Well, I don't know what it was. It was, like, Yeah, somebody... one of the most iconic moments is when... <laughs> 
<laughs> this guy Ozzy put the a fake quote unquote hidden immunity idol out, right? He literally yeah. <laughs> just it was a stick with he uh carved a face a smiling face on it. And this guy believed it. He fell for it. And yeah. uh he showed it to his alliance mate and she's like, That's not an immunity idol, that's a fucking stick. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there's like some other ones where like somebody gave up their immunity for somebody and then got voted off anyway yep. or something. Eric Reichenbeck. Same season, yep. actually. Yes. God, you have a fucking steel trap in memory. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, I listen to 10 hours of Survivor Podcast a week. and That's insane. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. And I, I just got done playing an online... Uh, Role-playing game version of Survivor, so. Yeah. Is that good? Remember, I, you, I was telling you about it. The message board where yeah. you're actually, like, communicating with people and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got blindsided. I got idled. Not blindsided. I got idled out of the game. Uh, eighth place. You suck. I was dominating that game. Seriously, I was... The biggest threat. I was I was doing so good, but it happens. Yeah. Anyway, prediction time. Tell prediction us. time. Tell us. Um. God, my predictions suck. <laughs> uh, oh. I got three or so here. Um, start off with Game of Thrones. It's going to get fucking pushed back even farther than it already has been. Well, might not be it. Well, what? <laughs> is this a prediction or is this reading a news story? No, it's, that's just pretty much guaranteed to happen. Yeah, they already announced it's going to be in 2019. Well, well, yeah, I mean, I knew that, but I'm, think, I'm saying we might not see it till the end of 2019, which I guess is not a prediction for 2018. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I got another prediction. I'm probably not going to watch much TV this year, just like every other year, so... <laughs> well, for prediction. Have, you're going to have to carry the weight on the TV side of things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, hopefully we can still watch some of the bigger shows and uh, talk about them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, I guess this falls... We already talked about it in the MMA, but it's got to fall on the TV, too. But uh, UFC is going to get a huge TV deal, and... Uh, my, if it fell under Disney, it would probably be big. Uh, just what they can do with it and how many networks it goes on. and If they make a Conor McGregor belt, just for TV ratings, shit like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. I This was my week. Well, I got one more. Okay. Um, Friends is going to be relaunched. We're going to hear about that this year. Oh, Either my God. It's serious, like a... Limited series like they've done with like Gilmore Girls and I don't know if Will and Grace is limited. But and Roseanne. Roseanne, yeah. I think we'll get a fresh relaunch on Friends. That's my most hopeful. I fucking love Friends. Right, that's your best one of that shitty bunch. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, predictions on the TV side weren't my best either, but here's what I got. I got uh, Netflix, not Netflix, networks like ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox will realize it's now or never for streaming. Like it's either shit or get off the pot. And yeah. I mean that was already kind of happening, but I feel like 
by the end of this year, it's like you have to have like CBS at least has all access, but Fox and them, yeah. they, no one else of the networks has like is moving in that direction yet, and I feel like they have to. Yeah, and I also had to add on to that. I think we're gonna see more of like a uh, change, like. Like, if Netflix makes a TV show, they release the whole season at once, and you can binge it. I think we're going to see more people do that type of deal. Yeah, I agree. Which I, I think it's hard to make money on TV doing that, because you make it all from advertising and shit. But like you said, I think it's about time that they're going to have to start doing stuff like that. Yeah. All right, my next one is Netflix-related. Netflix will peak in 2018 before it starts going downhill. With the Disney really? with the Disney streaming service looming in 2019, yeah, that's uh, big competition for them. I mean, I think they'll always be there. I mean, it's going to be, and when I mean peak, I just mean they won't have any real competition until 2019. Like this will be like their last year of being the standalone. I think eventually we're going to see. Instead of the networks, you know, where it's Fox versus CBS versus. It's going to be Netflix versus Disney versus Amazon. Those, yeah. those are going to be your quote-unquote networks. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, my next one is The Walking Dead is on the down. It's coming it's down. It's on the what? It's going to start to to fall down the uh, the mountain. It's going to start – the ratings are going to slip. And we're going to see it become, you know, fade out a little bit. Yeah. Beginning of the I'm end. Beginning of the end for The Walking Dead, I feel, this year. Okay. I think that's what uh, bound to happen. Yeah. Uh, okay, speaking of Big Brother, Big Brother 20 isn't a full all-star season, and fans are pissed. <laughs> that's my prediction. Uh, because it's so... They haven't had an. They've only done one full All Star season. It's the best season of the show by far. Well, maybe not by far, but in my opinion, it's the best season of the show. And that was season seven, and this is season twenty. And they haven't done another one since. They've done like they've brought back a few people here, one or two here. They need to, it's all or nothing. It's the way it should be. It's either all new people or all All Stars. It has to be All Stars for season twenty. A big round number. Survivor did Heroes vs. Villains, full All-Stars on Season 20. Would love to see something like that with Big Brother, but I guarantee these freaking idiots at CBS are going to do like a half-and-half half bullshit. So Big Brother's live, right? Yeah. Live feeds. Yeah. You said it's this summer, right? So they'd have to announce it pretty soon. No, nah, they announced it like a couple weeks before. Yeah, really. A few weeks before it starts, yeah. They're probably still figuring out what they're doing because they got Celebrity Big Brother starts fit the the Wednesday after the Super Bowl, I think. Oh, really? And that's like a three-week season, just competing with the Olympics uh, with ten celebrities playing the Big Brother game. The Olympics? Winter Olympics. Oh, oh that's this early. Yeah, they're next month. And my last... TV prediction, although it's not really a TV prediction, just has somewhat to do with TV, Game of Thrones, uh, The Winds of Winter will be released in 2018. So it's a book? That's the next book in the series. Yeah. That's really wishful thinking. 
But God, yeah. please, George, give it to me. Give it to me, George. Huh. That's you think? You think he'll wait till the TV shows are released? Uh, I don't think he's. If when he's done, he's getting it out because it, it's. Yeah. It was supposed to be out three years ago. So really, two Holy or shit. three years ago. So that's he's slow because it's a really complicated story that has to be told correctly. So yeah, it's it's tough stuff, <clears throat> but. I think it's going to come out. Uh, uh, for what else we watch TV-wise, real quick, I'll just say I watched the first episode of American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. thought it was pretty good. We talked about that. Uh, my wife my wife, <laughs> watched all of this, but I only watched the first couple episodes. The End of the Fucking World on, uh, oh, yeah. How's that? on Netflix. It was good. What I saw was really good. It was like dark comedy about this... Uh, this really dark uh, kid who goes on a road trip with his his girlfriend with the plan to murder her, and what? she thinks they're in love. Yeah, it's a dark comedy. It's, it's it was interesting from what I saw. She liked it. Uh, and uh, season thirty of The Amazing Race. I've been watching that, and uh, I don't really like The Amazing Race, but. It was an interesting cast this season. There was a couple that was on Big Brother last year on there. They're doing pretty well. Justin Cody. Uh, it's okay. I don't love The Amazing Race. It's not like I love the other reality shows, Big Brother and, and Survivor, but it's a, it's a decent season this year. You know what TV show like this? The Mole, I think it was called. You remember that show? Yeah. I don't think I watched like a full season, but I definitely saw episodes, and I know people love it. Yeah, I loved it. Loved it, yeah. I'd like to see it come back. Could always use yeah. another reality show. Yeah. <laughs> you watch anything else TV-wise? Uh, I, just a few, I watched a few episodes of the show on Netflix called Mind of a Chef, which basically just highlights a chef and doing a few different things. It's like a different chef each episode. Um, really well made. I'm into like, uh, chef type shit. Been in the restaurant business for a long time. I would definitely check it out. It's got a lot of great chefs on it. Uh, I'll definitely be continue watching it. And I also watched uh, like an episode or two of Bill Nye Saves the World, which is pretty cool. Um, it's kind of just watched it out of nostalgia because I used to watch Bill Nye in school all the time. Yeah, yep. But, uh, yeah, basically Bill just takes Nye, on, like... the science guy. Bill, Bill. Yeah, he just takes on, like, different uh, subjects and... You know, either debunks or whatever. Um, yeah, but it's a good show. Definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Awesome. All right, let's move on to video games. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think uh, 2018 looks like for video games? I thought 2017 was a great year for video games. What do you think? Yeah. You excited I for video games in, in 2018? Definitely. I think there's going to be a lot of great games coming out this year. Um probably going to get some interesting news hopefully on some consoles or stuff of that nature but there's also a lot of great releases that I um, can't wait for which is a great segue yes incredible my number five <laughs> I anticipated game and I think you're excited for this too Days Gone yeah I am but um, it wasn't on my list or honorable mentions but I am excited for it yeah I never really played the first one I guess it was no, uh, this is an original game. Oh, okay. Well, it's got the same premise. 
There's a lot of games. Yeah, a zombie Where, game. Yeah. Um, but everything I saw at E3 looks very great. The graphics are cool. The, the way you play it. Yeah, cool. the amount of zombies on screen at one time. Yeah, although I think this is PS exclusive, so I'm yep. fucked. It is, it is. Uh, uh, my next one is Sea of Thieves, which is like a MMO pirate style game. Um, the premise seems really cool to me, being on like your own pirate ship with a bunch of other people and living the life of a pirate. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of like part Fortnite, part, yeah, it reminds me of Fortnite actually, the the regular yeah. game, Fortnite. Not the yeah. battle royale as much. Yeah, I've never played the actual regular one. But. Me either. But I've seen videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, number three is a Spider-Man game coming out. Yep. Um, fucking Spider-Man games seem to always be awesome. I think they're, in my mind, better than like the Batman games, which I think would be the only competition for best like superhero games. Yeah, it's um, so cool swinging around. It's open happening. world in New York and shit. It seems to be awesome. It's like the GTA like, of superheroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just and they've always been a lot of fun. It's not like very. Uh, uh, it's just open world. I love the I love open world games like that rather than just being walked through the same shit all the time. Yeah. So and to see it in nice good graphics, I'm sure the story is going to be awesome. I'm stoked for it. Um. And my number two is A Way Out, which is, I think it's got, like, the coolest, like, the most innovative, like, gameplay that we've seen in a long time. Where basically you're these two guys in a prison, and you have to break out. But it is, like, split-screen, but not, like, split-screen at the same place. Although, I think you can play it that way. But, like, like say we both had PlayStation and I bought this game. I could send you a free code to download. Yeah, games. that's what I was going to bring up. That's so cool that you don't even your the other person you play with doesn't even need the actual game. Yeah, I mean you have to download it and all, but you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, and like the ship salt E three looks awesome. You know, it's very open ended, and you can change, you can go about it in different ways depending on what you do. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I love games that style and. Um, Gonna have to get. It. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to get a PlayStation because Jesse has a PlayStation also. So. I have and a PlayStation. Play with. Yep. That's what I mean. <laughs> uh, and then my number one's fucking. How could it not be your Red Dead Redemption Two? I'll tell you I how it could not be. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, but no, I love the first Red Dead Redemption. Fucking Rockstar always makes incredible games. It's so. Uh, it's a great story. It's something's got a little repetitive in the first, uh, the first installment, but uh, I feel like the story on this has been going to be incredible. And just like any other Rockstar release, it, they make a huge deal about it, and usually they don't disappoint. So I'm fucking stoked for it. Yeah, I mean, it was Joel's number one most anticipated game of 2017. Yeah, well, so, uh, they threw us. They did the normal fucking pushback. Will it come out in 2018? I think it's guaranteed to. Okay, okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> my number five is one that surprised me because you've mentioned a lot of games that I'm really looking forward to, but this one made my list, and it's strictly because since I bought a Nintendo Switch, I fucking love it. 
I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. I uh, it might end up being go down in history as like my favorite video game console of all time. Um, and yeah, I'm just like now I'm de- I'm just waiting for great games to come out for it. And the next big game, in my mind, Yoshi. I mean, Yoshi. it doesn't ha- doesn't have an official title yet, but the, the Yoshi game that we've seen. Uh, some video from it's kind of like a Paper Mario style art style graphics and uh, somehow you can like reverse the world to change the gameplay and just Nintendo is so good at like simple clean graphics innovative gameplay yeah and just fun games so I have faith that this one will be very good as well yeah, uh, fucking Nintendo Switch, man, I have to get one. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> uh, my number four is Spider-Man. You mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, don't really have much to add. The trailer at E3 was incredible. Uh, yeah. The only reason it's not higher is that some of the stuff I've seen since then has me a little worried. Not not too much, actually, but just mostly it's other stuff that I'm just looking forward to more of it. Definitely a game I'm buying. And yeah. because I have a son who is obsessed, obsessed with, Spider- <clears throat> with Spider-Man, he's just probably going to be amazed. It would be cool to just let him try to play and yeah. just let him even watch me play. I think it would be cool. So, Yeah, that's awesome. My number three comes out next week, and I'm going to get it. It's World of Mixed Martial Arts 5. Oh, shit. The new upgraded engine, up, upgraded version of the the MMA simulation sim. I'm sure I'll talk about it quite a bit in the in the coming year. Uh, really looking forward to just getting my hands on that, getting a real world uh, mod, and uh, simulating the the rest of eternity for the UFC. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to see what happens in your world. Uh, in this, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, We'll have our own separate podcast just following the details of that. <laughs> uh, but some cool features added here, like one one night tournaments with up to sixteen people, and that would be intense. They've done like tweaked the a lot of things and added some stuff that makes it more realistic and more fun to play. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Could easily yeah. be my number one, but I just didn't feel like making a a sim. <laughs> Uh, my number one. Uh, mm. Number two for me is a game that no idea if it's coming out this year or not. But again, <clears throat> Nintendo Switch. It's all about Nintendo Switch. It's uh, the Pokemon game. Oh, it's coming out for Nintendo Switch. I'm gonna for it's part of my predict bonus prediction as well. It will be out by the end of the year. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I loved Pokemon when it first came out. Played Pokemon, I think I had blue. And then I played Pokemon Yellow. Loved that. And that was the last one I played. Because, to me, they kept coming up with the same game over and over yeah. again. Just adding like a couple of new monsters here and there. And to pay full price for the same game over and over again. Well, it's a great game. At least now, it's been long enough that even if it was the same game, basically, it's been so long that it would kind of be fresh again. Or an, almost like a nostalgic feel, but since it is the first ever console full version of a con, like a console version of a full Pokemon game, an actual yeah. like Pokemon le- real 
Pokemon game. I feel like they're going to do something special with it. And, uh, I don't know. Just really looking forward to that. You know what the last Pokemon game I played was? Pokemon on Snapshot. Or whatever oh, yeah. the hell like. Oh, hell yeah. Probably the worst game ever. No, played. it was awesome. <laughs> it was actually kind of fun to play. I love that game. N64, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great game. You basically just ride around in a train and take pictures as they go by. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it was so good, but I really it was, enjoyed it. It was that. kind of fun. Uh, and my number one, this should be kind of predictable, but the again, it might not come out this year. Probably won't come out this year, but hey. Joel, really? had, Red, Joel had Red Dead Redemption 2 as his number one last year. So, <laughs> so sue me. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2. One of the best games ever made that I caught up with last year. Perfect timing on catching up with that game, going through it uh, right before the new one comes out, and I can't wait to see what they did. The trailers look intense and crazy, so yeah. can't wait. Uh, a couple yeah, of my honorable great. mentions, real quick. Uh, a game called Dreams, which I don't know a lot about, just like heard how innovative it is. I think I looked up like screenshots or something that got me excited. I don't. I can't remember. I made this list two two weeks ago. Uh, God of War comes out pretty soon, I think. Yeah. I don't know if they have announced the date yet, but it, they said it would be early 2018. So, uh, Anthem, the crazy game that premiered at E3 last year. Excuse me. It's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Detroit Become Human. Yeah, that game looks awesome. Yeah. Prediction me. Why don't you kick us off here, All Bobby? right, all right. My number one prediction, and it's not a hot take. It's A lot of people are predicting this, but it's so obvious to me that uh, Battle Royale mo- mode is going to be in every game that comes yeah. out from now on. At least every multiplayer game with any kind of combat. And I love it, and I hope it is. Like it's one that I I hope like it's just going to be like the next deathmatch. It's yeah. it's a great fun mode and so popular. Like every game that has it just has a great fan base, and it's eventually going to settle in. But every game's going to have it. It's fucking intense. Hundred people. Mhm. Mhm. Sorry, <laughs> drank a <laughs> sip of water. Inopportune time. I'll say PlayStation 5 is announced to be in development. Now, this could just be rumors or this could be like hinted at, but I don't think PS5 will be out this year. I don't think PS5 will be out next year, but I just think you're going to start to hear trickles and, and, and bits and bites of information about what it could possibly be. And uh, the new Xbox comes out this year, right? No, new Xbox is already out. Oh, is it the yeah. Scorpio or whatever? Yeah, the Xbox One X came out, I think, in October or November. Oh, gotcha. Man, where have you I thought they were. I thought they had another one coming out. No, come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one is Microsoft Xbox gets into the VR world. I think VR is only going to continue to steadily gain momentum and... A foothold in the gaming marketplace, and I think Microsoft is finally going to come out with their own version of it. Now, do you think it's going to be any good? <laughs> I mean, it seems like all the other ones are good, so that's probably yeah. Good. 
But it's not going to be like PlayStation Motion or whatever the fuck that was years ago. Well, that wasn't VR. PSVR uh, is a thing. Yeah. HTC Vive just came out with an upgraded version that apparently is pretty awesome. Yeah. I really want to try VR, but... Yeah, I've never tried it. I mean, I've put on one of those, like, Galaxy headsets, like a fair or something, which is cool, but it's not like a video game. I haven't even done that. Yeah. Um, Alright, let's see. I'll say an unknown... Unknown to us. Not like an unknown game, but, like, we don't know what it is, but... A Nintendo game is going to win Game of the Year again. What? What do you mean again? Well, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, uh, plus Mario uh, Odyssey. Like, both of those games are kind of like one-two punch for the year. And I just feel like Nintendo's going to come out with something, whether it is the Pokemon game, or maybe Yoshi will be so freaking good, or something. Maybe they'll even be, like, a Mario sequel, or a Smash Brothers, something. I feel like they're going to... Well, us again towards the end of the year with another game of the year. It's possible, it's possible, Abby. And my last <laughs> prediction is again Nintendo Switch. It's going to start to get real third-party support for the first time in a long time for Nintendo. Yeah, they've kind of been on their own for a while. I just think it's too successful not to start getting that. Yeah, I agree. That's. I think this has been their biggest uh probably the biggest console ever yeah it's amazing and it's worth it man yeah it's worth it yeah definitely predictions Uh, predictions uh i predict e3 this year it's probably going to be disappointing yeah because last year's was so good yeah, it's just it's gonna be hard seems to go that, that way. It seems to go that way with E three, where every couple of years you'll have a big one, and then you just have like filler years. Yeah, um, I could see it. But, but I, like I still, said, uh, get... I'm still excited to do our big E three episode like we did last year. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I mean, we we'll probably will get some kind of uh, tease about PlayStation. I don't know. I'm sure, there'll be one or two real big things that are cool, but other than that, I think it's probably going to be an off year for that uh, right. hope you're wrong also, yeah I mean me too but uh, also I think Xbox, Microsoft and Sony and Playstation are going to start letting you play cross like online I don't know if I know you can do it with PC and Sony now with some games but I think they're going to start or at least start talking about like cross platform online gaming yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it would be incredible. It would be like a good way to middle middle road the battle of the consoles and maybe make both of them successful. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, and then my last two, which is kind of like the same thing, which really, if one of them is true, the other one can't be true, but I'm going to throw them both out there. Uh, I'll start with, we get a Grand Theft Auto 6 announcement this year. Um, I don't know if it's really even possible because Rockstar's working on Red Dead right now, so it's usually years between their games coming out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like if we don't get a GTA announcement this year, then it's not probably not going to be until like the next console or a year or two down the road. So maybe they'll tease something, although Rockstar's notorious for like not doing that and taking yeah. forever. But also, I, when I wrote these down, I fucking totally forgot that L.A. Noir, also made by Rockstar, but 
It's my LA Noir is one of my favorite games of all time. It's getting so, a remaster, okay. right? Well, the remaster already came out. Oh, okay. I want fucking another one. Sequel? Yeah. Okay. Which would be tough to do. Have you ever played it through the whole thing? I've never played a second of it. Oh, it's fucking incredible. It's my favorite <laughs> game. So I'm hoping, I'm praying for either a Grand Theft Auto announcement or an LA Noir, preferably LA Noir. But uh, the, the people that made LA Noir, it was in production forever. I mean, and then Rockstar like finished it up and put it out. But I think the company who like owned the LA Noir shit went out of business promptly after or before it came out. So it's probably not realistic that they'll make another one, but that's really my hopeful prediction. All right. Well, you know, a former Survivor uh, does a voice for one of the characters in that game. Well, you are. Yep. Yeah, the guy from uh, Mad Men. Yep. That's the main character. Kenny Cosgrove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ken Cosgrove. Any other predictions? No, that's about it for me. All right. Been playing anything else? Uh, yeah, I... My brother Dave recently got Fortnite on his computer, which I don't think I've ever played the PC game in my life. So thankfully, we can plug an Xbox controller into the computer yeah, so I can yep. use that. Because I'm terrible with like trying to use a keyboard and a mouse. Same, 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 same exactly. But I've been playing the shit out of Fortnite. It, like you said, Battle Royale, it's incredible. Um, I've been playing more like the squads, the teams version of it. I never but, played squads. How's that? It's fun. I mean, as long as you like, I've now I've met some people online that like I have on my friends list that we play regularly together. But if you don't have a good team, it can completely suck. Because I was gonna say, who are you playing with? Like people you know, or just like randos? Just people I just met through going through randos. Gotcha. Um, but some people are like really good at it, and some people are terrible. Um, you know, if you don't, a lot of people actually surprisingly have headsets playing it, so. But if you like get on a team and all don't go to the same base or town, whatever, yeah. you're off whatever the map. You have no chance of winning, basically. So you gotta stick together. You really you have to get like lucky with the way the storm shrinks and stuff like that. But I've come in second and third place in teams, so that's good. I've come in third twice in solo, but like I was telling you, it's only because I'm really good at hiding and being <laughs> scaredy cat. <laughs> Right, I mean, you have to. That's like even the teams. You have to like. There's certain towns that everybody goes to, and you just kind of have to avoid them and let people kill each other out. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you get come in like first, second, third, you don't have like a million kills usually. Yeah. At least I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. Also, I don't know. I think I might have already talked about this prior, but Rocket League's fun as shit. It's very addictive. It's like soccer and or hockey. But with like RC cars. Yeah, um, I've heard it's great. I've never played it. It is amazingly addictive. Um, very fun. It's a great thing to play with like friends. And, like me and Jesse play it online at his house and whoop some ass. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's really fun. Also, Blast in the Past, I played at uh, Joel and Sean's house. We were playing Fusion Frenzy. Oh, yeah. That was a fun game. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. We were playing like four player. Uh, some of them are split screen, but it's like a party game, like a Mario Party kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, what was uh You're playing it on original Xbox, or like um, they do the digital version? I think version they were or? playing it on, 
I don't know if we were playing it on 360 or Xbox One. I think it was like an arcade game that he bought. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know I got I mean? you, yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I used to like that game a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun when you got a bunch of people over and you can mm-hmm. all play it. Yep. Get around. Um, and then I also played the new NHL games. Uh, only played it a little bit, but I love NHL games. This one's actually really hard. What's I'm sure it wouldn't be as hard. If, what's that? What year? I guess it's 18. Yeah, it must be. I don't, I don't know if 18 came out yet. It was, it's not 17, but it's the newest one. But, uh, I mean, the graphics are amazing. Your gameplay's awesome. Uh, I was playing against my friend who's played it a bunch, and I used to be really good at him. I haven't played him in a while, so I was getting my ass kicked. It seemed like really hard, but it's kind of one of those games where you have to like get used to it. Sports games uh, are so complicated nowadays. Yeah, it's insane. It is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually more new games than mobile for me. So nice, nice, nice. All right, I I've got a couple things. I mean, I talked a lot about how I bought the Nintendo Switch and been playing Mario and Rabbids, Kingdom Battle, Golf Story, and Mario Odyssey on the award show. So check that out if you want to hear it. Actually, I can talk a little bit more about Mario Odyssey because I beat the game. <sighs> you know. Oh, shit. Well, not really because... The, you can't really ever beat it. You can eventually get all the stars, all 999 stars. But... uh Jeez. I beat the, you know, the the story, the regular game, and now yeah. I'm at, I'm kind of trapped at, after the game, you land at uh, Peach's Castle, it's the kingdom from uh, N64, Mario 64, right? It's oh, wow. like the exact same, and uh, Peach has gone missing again, and I have to collect like 100 moons from this area before, and then I can kind of fly to any level previously from the game. And try to collect all the moons. It's so it's really cool that after the game, like the game itself is incredible. Like I said, my game of the year last year, and it's really fun. Not too difficult, but not too easy towards the end um, for me, anyway. And yeah, I just like that you can continue playing it, but not like in a different way, like a more passive. Just you know, try to find these these moons and these secrets and all these cool things to do. So still, yeah. still can enjoy it. Probably won't play it as much now since I finished the game, but at least it's an option. Yeah. Uh, only other thing I'd want to talk about is I got back on Hearthstone again because they have this new mode, uh, called Cobalds and Catacombs, which is like a, a roguelike version of the game where you start off with like, uh, you pick your class it's like a, a progression, like a boss battle progression. You pick your class, and you start off with the basic deck, and then every time you win, you gain new cards. You pick between three. It's like a pick between three. Do you want this set of three cards, this one, or this one? And you have to try to, and like, or this special ability, this special ability, or this one. And then it's kind of like you just try to improve your deck slowly but surely as you go across these these matches but then once you lose you have to start over oh wow so it's just see how far you can get and your deck gets better and better and better and better and then you lose and it's like damn start from scratch (laughs) gotta start from scratch see if i can kind of build this deck a little bit better this time but the uh the boss battles are always i mean there's a lot of the same ones but 
it's random, like which order and it's random which cards you get to pick from. So it's kind of it's kind of cool, a different way to play the game. That uh, yeah. it's kind of reinvigorated my interest a little bit. Nice. But that's it. There it is. There it is. All right, so let's debate our dicks off about which. Uh, <laughs> man, this is <laughs> family communicate is way more vulgar than <laughs> the rest of the What the fuck? <laughs> But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's debate what is next for the Fountain Communicate podcast next week. Any ideas? Because I have some. All right, well, let's hear yours. Uh, you mentioned Black Mirror before. Have you caught up on that yet? Uh, no, not really. Damn. Uh, I was going to say. Yeah, I could we could do season four of Black Mirror. Talk about the six new episodes. Okay. And just hear yeah. your thoughts on that. Six. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I'd be down to watch it. All right, cool. Then uh, case closed. Hell of a debate. Well, I was also going to say we could also do one of these uh, movies. Uh, take your uh, pick. Take your pick between Lady Bird, Three Billboards, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Florida Project, or The Shape of Water. Really, I, all of those I want to watch. Um, I don't know. So just, I've seen them all already. So just, you know, okay. you know, if you watch one, have well, you try to seen watch one? This <laughs> new movie on Netflix, uh, "Kids with Thirteen Reasons Why," the open house. No, I haven't seen it either. But I just saw. I'm looking through Netflix right now. So it yes. seems to be brand new. What's it called? The open house. Okay, I'll look at it. You know, I can't make any promises, but yeah. yeah. So um, really, yeah. Hold on, let me grab a pen. What were those movies you just listed off? Yeah, there's five, right? So Lady Bird, Lady Bird, uh, Florida Project, the front flaw, the Florida Project. <laughs> hey, Donald Trump. The Shape uh, of three Water. Three billboards. Yeah, three billboards. Water and the killing of a sacred deer. I'm not. I'm against killing deers. So that's out. What's that? I'm against killing deers. So that's out. It's nothing to do with deers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a misleading title. Then it is very misleading, but really interesting movie. Any, yeah. So take your pick. Just watch okay. one of those and watch Black Mirror. Okay. If you I'm can, do your best. At least watch one of the movies and as many episodes of that season of Black Mirror as you can. Yeah, I think I've already seen one or two of them. So oh, cool. That should be less to watch. Easier. They're easy watches. They're they're good. Yeah. So that'll be our goal. We'll see what happens. And we'll also talk about UFC on Fox twenty seven. And I don't think there's a pay per view event the following week, so we won't have anything to preview. Just yet, yeah, but plenty to do. Um, I'm really yeah, and I'm gonna watch like American Crime Story and yeah, yeah, yeah. This I'm, so I'm really looking forward to this. Um, excited to go on this venture, come up with different ideas, do come up with some games, <coughs> and I don't know. I just think yeah, it's, it should be it's fun. Be a lot of fun. I thought this first or episode. Has had, I mean, I fucking stumbled when we transitioned to the movies, but I thought it was pretty good for our first episode. Yeah, yeah. 
Me too. I mean, I feel like shit. But yeah, I really appreciate you doing three hours when you feel like that. It's all good. I'm just yeah. like tired and cold. Hopefully, we can get Joel, Dave on here, Chris Kramer, get some peeps up in his business. Right. Fuck all right. Thanks for um, checking us out, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. If anybody did. Uh, let us know what you thought. I'm going to try to put timestamps on uh, each section so you can kind of flip around to what your interest is. So, until next week, failing you later. 